really good. It is really good. I can't smoke it. Fuck. Throat just goes right out the window. All right, guys. But before we like to begin our Black and Yellow podcast, guys, we just want to thank everybody that's listening, you know, in your car, in your office, anywhere you guys are, just thank you so much for tuning in. Seriously, guys. What we want to do, though, is we want to let you guys know we have a crazy good podcast coming to you right now about music, culture, life, and Joe Rogan, apparently. So. Yeah, we'll be <laughs> But you guys already know, before we start each podcast, we got to ask our guests the question of the day. So first... Let me ask for both of you guys. Both of you guys, and we both want to get your separate answers. But first, let's let's introduce you guys first. So, we have two musicians on our table here. Indeed. First one being Brandon Young Daddy Salmon and Scott. <laughs> I forgot your last name. Graham. Scotty Graham. Scotty Graham. I love that. Scotty G. Both these guys are incredible musicians in the Bay Area, pushing out their music to people who, you know, respect the vibe and the vision. Hell yeah. We got Brandon that plays drums. Scott all around on the vocals, the guitars. You know, got a little mini band here, if we could say that. So, you know, let's just dive into the question of the day real quick, and you guys can evaluate on your own talents as well. Yeah. Get into it. So, the question of the day was brought to us by an Italian cyclist by the name of Frank Marciano. Sorry, Frank. It's Martucci. Martucci. There we go. <laughs> Martucci. Hey, no, you gotta get Did the accent at the end. Whole last name wrong. You gotta get <laughs> the wrong. accent. At, you gotta get the accent, bro. Martucci. Martucci. And he asked. Buongiorno. If you couldn't do what you're most passionate about, which I'm assuming is probably music for you guys, what would you be doing? Want to start, Scott? Yeah, uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got this. Yeah, I got this in the back. I don't know. I would be pretty. I think you don't do anything you actually appreciate in life. It goes down a dark rabbit hole. Real shit. A lot of people... Oh, I mean, you see shit like that every day, dude. Like, fucking people are mad for the stupidest things and you don't even get to see why. And it's probably just because they never did what they wanted to do. Yeah. Really shit, though. I think, personally, for me, uh, had I not found music, I'd probably be doing some sort of, like, visual art, like animation or something. I can only remember when... My grandma took me to uh, Disneyland for my 10th birthday, and Damn. she, like, like not just going to the park or whatever, but she paid for a few, like, extra things where you would go to, like, some sort of uh, session with a Disney animator, and they would get in front of, like, 
an auditorium of people and then go over uh, how they did the sketches. And at the time, like Lilo and Stitch was hella popular. I remember being in that place and they were drawing animation. I was like, oh, this is dope. Like, this is what I want to do. And then I found music. But had I not found music, I'd probably be doing animation or something. What a way better answer than mine. <laughs> <laughs> hey, come, come a little closer to the mic. You know, it's an iPhone, so we're recording off. Oh, see. Do you want to hear? But, but no, so, like, how did you guys get started in music, though? Like, what was that initial movement where you guys were like, dude, I hell like making this sounds, and, like, I think I want to kind of pursue an investment in drums or a guitar, or even just making a small ukulele out of, a, you know, tissue dude, box. Blink was really the thing for me. Blink is just because um, the joke humor on stage along with just like really catchy songs back in the day my brother had like the coolest play sets of stuff just to listen to Jimmy Eat World Blink Sum 41 All the Glory that type of stuff and then I remember there was a girl in high school not high school elementary school who pissed me off because she would just wear Green Day stuff during the American Idiot like literally coming with the tie and like the black outfit and then I was super Blink 182 so it was like that feud my bad we're going to be touching knees all day. <laughs> it's all good, bro. It's tight. <laughs> Tighten uh, here. <laughs> so, like, I just, I honestly, she played guitar really well mm -hmm. at such a young age. And so I picked up guitar, kind of, not despite her, but just because I wanted to be better, mm, I think. But yeah. then it became, I honestly just wanted to play. Just, it was kind of like a mental competition with you and her, but she had no idea that she was like yeah. in the competition. No. You were just like, I could be better than this. Yeah, shit. I could be way better because I didn't like Green Day Fuck at the time yeah. too. <laughs> I was playing Blink all the time. But then, like, once you like actually pick up guitar, and then same thing from drums, I'm sure. It's like when you like start playing, you think all oh, this shit's impossible. Like you don't know like what like you're capable of doing, and then you'll look back like maybe six months later. And, like that's like like hammer ons and hammer like hammer ons and hammer offs, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like those are something like in Blink they do a lot and I couldn't do it first. And then like once you realize what it's like the the tabs are telling you it's like the easiest thing in the world. So what I'm really interested in is like you, you said you picked up a guitar because you were trying to outplay someone else. But when you were playing the guitar, did you ever like branch out to other instruments or like No. Guitar. Just then, guitar. Yeah, I c I don't know how you play drums. It was I actually kind of fell into it super, like, I, hella organically, mm. I guess. So, like, I had, it was, I was, what, it was probably third grade, okay. and I had this friend, his name was Matthew, who uh, were no longer friends anymore, but um, something that... Shout out to uh, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> something that uh, happened in, the, in, like, how I found the drums was we would go over to his house, and they were hella into video games, and I didn't have video games or whatever. Like, I used to fucking skateboard and play outside and shit. Mm -hmm. But when I'd go over to their house, I was playing video games, but I found out that they had a drum set in the garage, and they had a few guitars around the house, and I was curious because they didn't play that. You know, they didn't play instruments or anything like that. Um, but their uncle had been uh, a salesman for uh, Dunlop or something like that. Okay. So he got them instruments. Anyway, uh, I used to go and play on the drums when I'd be over at their house and they'd be playing video games. Like, I'd just be messing around on the drums and they'd be playing video games and it was still like a, a dope friendship at the time. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. it's not like we were completely ignoring each other. But 
we'd be playing, uh, or I'd be playing rather, and then we had had another friend, Adrian, who also played drums, and I had not known that. We had all had a birthday party at the house. He got on the drums and started playing some like super funky uh, Tower of Power. It was What is Hip? Mm-hmm. Tower, of Tower of Power. Damn. And I was blown away because I thought, like you said, it was impossible to do. So from that point on, it became not like a thing to one-up anybody, but like seeing that like my coordination of the four limbs was basically like everything moved at the same time to seeing that that you could pretty much be an octopus behind the kit and like that was just like super interesting to me so you kind of just like were at your friend's house chilling and then you noticed that they weren't using yeah like literally instruments and sitting around and you just were like kind of like well i don't know what these sticks do but it looks like they kind of supposed to be hit i mean and you also know that from like looking at other i mean when you're young you kind of see things and you're like oh i could probably do that if you know and then you try around and yeah but the thing it was i that's why I say it was super organic because it's not like I had gone up to my parents and was like, hey, can I have a drum set or something? Or, mm-hmm. but, you know, I've, I'd always been interested in music. I could remember when I was little that I wanted to uh, I wanted to be like Angus Young. Like, I remember having an yeah. acoustic guitar at the house that was always out of tune, had no idea how to tune it. The my parents didn't too. know how to tune it. Like, it was just there. I think it, it was a gift from some year or something. Yeah. But uh, I just remember, like, blasting ACDC on, the, like, on yeah. the little boombox in the, in the room. Yeah. And, like, just pretending I'm Angus Young, shredding. Hmm. So I think, like, I initially just wanted to be a superstar Angus Young, but that had, like, kind of fell by the wayside until I had found the drums at at my friend's house years later. Mm -hmm. What's interesting about that is both of you guys sort of picked up and would you say, like, both of you are self-taught for the most part? There's definitely lessons in people that I could definitely shout out. I was going to say, are you self-taught? A lot. Uh, For... A good portion of it I was, but, you know, there's some people that, um, Joe DeRose, uh, who's a local musician around here, who's a a fantastic jazz musician, Um, uh, Kevin Higuchi, another incredible musician, um, played with bands like Insolence and Whiskey Avengers, he's on tour with a a guy right now named Jeff Rosenstock, who's a punk guy. Nice. Um, And uh, Talia Rizzi, uh, who happens to be my (coughs) my girlfriend's... um, sister who is the one who <laughs> initially who the first one to give me drum lessons so damn so your girlfriend's people. sister gave you drum lessons and then later on the road you that's that's when sister. it started to get serious that's where the this funny story gets but that's a little bit more into like the personal yeah, relationship yeah. side of things but um that's yeah I, I had man i happened to sign up for a rock and roll camp and um uh what i didn't know to be at the time was my girlfriend's sister who was running the music camp who had also been a drummer who is a drummer um and uh i remember being super eager for the camp and like getting to be play with other kids and stuff mm-hmm. like that and um, <clears throat> make my own music and then uh and then I, afterwards i wanted to continue and she ended up being yeah. the person i contacted for personal lessons there you go yeah. Because, like, I see a lot of people, like, they they force their kids into music and, like, almost... Chinese. Like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, I guess if you want to That's get a, a little Jim stereotypical Jim. right there. It's like, learn your fucking math and play your violin. Yeah, I mean, that's some of the shit that, like, I always notice, though, is, like, yeah. Asian parents, like, at least at the elementary school, were always like, oh, you need to play your piano, you need to play this flute, you need to learn how to play the violin. 
And I was good at sports, so I was like, I ain't trying to play none of that shit. I can't do that. Like, I'm hella frustrated with it. But I did grow up listening to, like, the both artists you guys talked about, which I was like, you know, that shit was rad to me. But I couldn't perform those that those sounds to where I was like, I'm better at sports. So I just stuck with sports. But, like... Well, I think, to, as a musician, to kind of answer that question, and you might concur, is that um, it's a very... So music as opposed to sports is a very individual journey yeah. not saying that uh, like it's more striving striving to be an athlete is not an individual journey within itself but you there's a team camaraderie there as opposed to sitting alone trying to hammer out like new concepts on your instrument by yourself yeah. and sometimes with you know uh, a, a teacher with constructive criticism and yeah. whatnot but the journey is very like solo and sometimes that can be really tough um as opposed to having people there saying like on a team like you said to like push you forward like come on you could do that band or that that group that actually kind of teaches you yeah so it's it's a tough journey and the uh where i'm going with what you said is the instant gratification that you get with sports isn't there with music yeah. So like you 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 get on a team, you win a game, you get gratified, right? Yeah. As opposed to like the long grueling hours it takes yeah. to learn a new concept and feel confident on it on the instrument, which is why I might think that you got More. you know frustrated trying yeah. to learn these things. You know, it's not for everybody. Or but, writing lyrics. Right. But the concepts are important in their yeah. own, you know, like realm of understanding if you're trying to understand music. Yeah. yeah. Just like learning fundamentals and techniques of sports and whatever is important, you know, for that aspect of things. Yeah. So, you know, they all have their time and place, you know, use. Exactly. Would you say there's traits that uh, we'll say all musicians share personally? Like, because you said, from what I heard, like, basically, like, sports means you're very team-oriented. You like to be around people. You like to be collaborative. Whereas musician, it sounds like it's very internalized. So to me, it makes me think that maybe someone who's a little bit more interpersonal within themselves would be drawn to something like that. It's different for everybody, I feel like. Mm-hmm. I feel like like the sublime guy, I, I, the stories of him was he thought he was fucking hot shit since day one. Super ego-driven. Mm-hmm. Whereas yeah. other, And then other people won't take kindly to constructive criticism. Especially when bands like... Um, I've known people who just take there's this type of music and there's nothing else. So like you know like I've, there's like people don't respect screaming or like yeah. metal or anything like that. Whereas they think like this genre is like the only type of genre to like it's like true music. Yeah. When all of it is like kind of like we always talk about like that tribal stuff. It's like a reason why people like to go bang their head or like go for like mosh pit. It's like a weird. And you know it's funny about mosh pits too. It seems like the most aggressive, violent place you'll ever go. But if you ever eat, like fall on your ass, there's someone always gonna like snag yeah. you and pick you right back up and then push you right back in. It's like a weird. <laughs> What's interesting is the like the me- the metal the super metal heads are like some of the sweetest people. Yeah, they're like, actually they're hella nice. Yeah, they're like hella the quiet and sweet and like yeah. you know outgoing whatever. But like. But then they'll they'll just fucking go off at a concert or something. Yeah. But like that's it's the whole point of the of the mosh. I read this recently somewhere. I, I fuck. 
I wish I could remember, but it had to do with that exact thing that you said in regards to the mosh pit and like there being like, yeah, you might get fucked up. You might get like hit in the face or something, but it's not people actively going in there to fuck people up. They're going in there to like thrash their shit out so that they're fucking cool on the street. It's almost like a metalhead's form of meditation. I I, I would agree with that too. Because I could imagine, because like you said, they're like sweet, they're nice ass people. I've met people who love like fucking like corn or something, you know? And it's just like, when I listen, I was like, I don't even know what they're saying. But like, when you see the mosh pits and then you see them like really like, like kind of meditate, but they're basically like expressing themselves to how they feel because they're so nice and like they have to bottle that in, you know? That's how I think about it because like. Well, it's everyday stress that they get to take out. And most people don't find an avenue to do that. And And I feel like that's what music is cool for me because I feel like I can get lost in my head and I can just like get out all that aggression or someone pissed me off and that's what comes out in writing comes out in you playing like sometimes that's like the healthiest way to just like release all that tension and stress it's just by that's why I respect playing music anyone picking up an, but it's the same thing with sports or music yeah. like it's a way for you to like it's meditate an outlet, you know? an outlet to get all that it's like exercising yeah. it's literally like from vocal cords to curling like bicep shit <laughs> it's literally a part of your body that is like recognizing like yeah. a pattern like I I, when I started singing, I couldn't, like, my piano, or not my piano, uh, my instructor took his piano, and the thing on, when you're learning vocals, the keys of piano are pretty much the register of your vocal cords, in, like, in essence, so, like, mm-hmm. I start here mostly, like, on the, the low end of the yeah, piano yeah. to the mid, more though, like, Anthony Green would be, like, middle to fucking the end of the keyboard kind mm-hmm. of thing, I couldn't hit maybe barely my like the middle of the piano like when I first showed up now I can hit shit that's all the way up and like a complete octave higher Mm -hmm. but that's literally like just to show you like what like this is all capable of like what your vocal cords are able and once you recognize how to hit something just like yeah you know like how to hit a goal a shot Steph Curry threes (laughs) you just know it in your brain or like your body like just knows how to tap it becomes a muscle memory muscle memory but then also like it's crazy because like I didn't know, I didn't understand a piano until I started like trying to play with them and then it kind of understand that like it is your vocal you know your vocal because you could go ah and then you could mm-hmm. go oh and then like those are different spectrums you know then you all straight up harmony key yeah and, yeah and you all, you have your own voice which is its own like kind of a key I guess but you could tailor your voice all together but like I'm just curious to know like how people feel comfortable with hearing themselves sing different voices you know it like, sucks. It, Hearing yourself it, sound on the like on a microphone for the first time playback. It's so is, interesting it's, to me. Uh, here, do this. Plug your ears in and hear your inside voice, and that's what you really kind of. That's leans to where you really. You ever like listen to yourself voice back like on a video, and you're like, I all the time sound on like the that. podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah you're, <laughs> but, you'll get, but you know what's funny is you'll hear that. Over and over again, and then you'll start hearing that side. Like you used to have, like a like your own internal, like oh, this is how I sound, but then you sound different. Like you'll start like realizing how you really yeah. do sound because yep. that's the worst thing is hearing yourself on like, the first a few times. Yeah, when yeah. I first started singing, it was terrible. I was god awful. Like <laughs> well, just like, for days. Just like <laughs> anything else, it's a, I mean, it's a practice. Yeah. I mean, unless you're f- completely fucking tone deaf. Yeah, yeah. Which some in, people in, are. In, which some people are, but like. You anybody I believe can learn to like like hold a tune. Yeah. You know what I mean. That doesn't mean you have to be like fucking Beyonce or something. You know, but any like I, I Some think of my anybody bands can hold can't a hardly tune. Sing. You know what I mean. And yeah. there's a there's a I don't even know if it would be considered a saying, but like uh, a lot of musicians and even people who who 
don't really know music will uh, also utter the words that if you learn the piano, you learn every instrument, basically. Mm-hmm. And the reason being is, is because you have all of the notes that you could possibly play, kind of, in front of you. Mm-hmm. So a piano is just... 16 keys multiplied by like four or five right there's 82 keys on the key but so if you if you cut down that whole keyboard to 16 keys it's like everything that you hear in music every like musical tune in the world is on on those 16 keys Hmm. you know what i'm saying it's It's your interpretation it's it's just how you you interpret it's a language music is a language and i think that that's why it's uh, it's like a really cool art form yeah, yeah. because you're uh, you can you can go to a uh, another country not speak the language right and like if you're a musician get into a, a jam and be able to communicate with the other people with, with the other people with other people not even have to speak exactly. a different culture yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and like and if you have a wide and a, like articulate musical vocabulary. Mm-hmm. You are going to be able to put yourself in situations of different kind of cultural music and like rhythms that might not be popular where yeah. you're from and be able to communicate with those yeah. people. Mm-hmm. For instance, Brazilian batucada rhythms, Afro-Cuban rhythms, stuff like that. Like the Cuban which stuff is, is crazy. It's not popular here, yeah. but but if you listen into in popular music that we have here, especially like Rihanna or uh, Cardi yeah, B or yeah. some of the new shit, there's a lot of reggaeton, Afro-Cuban like vibes that they're Vibe, that yeah, they're yeah. pulling from it, that are like it's cultural music. It's culturally influenced. Exactly. You know? and exactly. Then, and, and throughout the years, culture and will then, affect the music. And then it's cultural. And then it's culturally influencing. Well, yeah, look yeah, at blues. Exactly. The whole yeah. as a as a whole for exactly. people who listen to that type exactly. of music. Blues affected rock and roll. Like without all Hell those yeah. great yeah. performers, like back from the early 1930s into the 40s, like you get big swing shit, like for big band kind of stuff from like Dixieland, crazy 1920s. Well, early 1900s. I'm not going to say the years, but then you go into like the 40s, 50s, big band era world war ii stuff and then you literally get out of that chuck berry slaying it but he's straight up blues and if you like listen well i i wouldn't even argue that i mean he's blues for sure like blues background but 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 with a total he's rock and roll and he pre and like a lot of people don't really know but because he was black during the time like he predates elvis presley
Damn, I mean, for real? Yeah, and he, dude, in my in my he's so the that's fucking, OG. Right, of he's pop. the fucking king of rock and roll. Damn, because he is. You because just like like that. Elvis, I'm not knocking Elvis Presley yeah, yeah. at all. He's he came in the '60s though. Didn't he, he? He, he no no no. Uh, I mean, he was in the '60s. Yeah, was he '50s? He was the fifth. Yeah, the 50s, '50s. Oh yeah, Cash yeah. and him were touring yeah, in the '50s, '60s, '70s. Right, um, but he. He, I don't even. I, he rarely wrote original tunes. I think he maybe. No, Elvis Presley had the ear. They were, and he yeah, heard people. He was play able to shit. play. He was able to play music. He was able to interpret other people's music, and he was able to communicate with his body, his vo, uh, his, the way he like dressed, his vocal uh, yeah. uh, like melodies, and how he infle- his inflection. But it was he was a. Um, a what is it called? A cover artist. He covered everybody else's. Music. He had he right. had people write where, for him. Where Chuck Berry is uh, an original. He's the oh, he is the king of rock and roll. Man. Yeah, like for sure. You know, and so but well, I think where where that whole thing is going is like the the evolution of music. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So like back in the day, like you know, way back in the day, it was like string instruments and very percussive, using animal skins on uh, like real. wooden things for, for right. So like, drums were really like the first, one kind of the first forms of communication, yeah, yeah. right? Tribal communication with yeah. rhythm, Dude, being marching to into warship, right? Exactly. And then there's string instruments and stuff like that, and like Beethoven and all that stuff. Um, but w- like with I mean, if you think about it and you want to get super deep on it, like, without that, we wouldn't have the Drakes and, the, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, and, like, yeah, and all that stuff. It's like, all of that, like, as different as it is, it came from somewhere, just yeah. like we did. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's an evolution of an art form. And, like, I think it's evolving big time right now. And like, Well, digital platforming makes everything fucking way Anybody crazier. can make music right. now. Yeah. And for, for, for virtually, like... Almost free. I mean, right? Some some of the programs can be pretty pricey, but like if you have if you have a smartphone, (laughs) if you have a smartphone, like if you have an iPhone, you have GarageBand. You know what I mean? Like, dude, half my songs are on my voice. You can get an iMachine, which is basically like an MPC, like it's a beat pad, and you can make crazy beats on your iPhone, on your iPad. It's crazy. Anybody, it's like five bucks. I, maybe I think I paid five. It's bucks. instead of buying the boxes where they have like each. Yeah, where it's like five hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah, you can. Yeah, they have them on the iPhone. Yeah, anybody like can make music now. And it's like, and it's like, you just be, you can anybody can be creative, mm-hmm. and and that's what's so cool about the art form. But like anything else, if it's it's a practice like yeah. you're gonna have to put work in you know yeah, what I mean yeah. and it's gonna be frustrating and you, you're gonna have a, a very like steep learning curve but once you like once you start understanding one concept you're gonna be like fuck like I get it now and then yeah. you're gonna hit a wall and then, you, and then you're gonna like work on that and you're gonna be like how can I make this sound like this or like I hear this in my head but I can't get what I hear in my head like I don't know what to do in the computer or what mm-hmm. to do on the instrument to make that sound happen. Mm-hmm. But, to bring that to life, right? right now. But the but that's the goal, right? Yeah. So then you hit another journey and another steep learning curve, and then and then that layers on top of that, yeah. on top of that. What's even cooler is hearing your own idea transform into something you never thought was right. going to happen, and the, and what's which co- happens with other people. And what's super interesting that I found, at least in drumming, uh, is that once you once you really understand a concept mm-hmm. uh, and you and you keep building on that, the uh, the better you get, the easier it is to learn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
because it's because the basics are like are like kind of I mean if well, it's cliche as it sounds it's like it's a it's a foundation right yeah. you can't build a house without a foundation it's like you can't see something on YouTube and never picked up a pair of sticks before and go onto the drums and sh- like shed like some crazy fool right like you're like you might hear it in your head but your body can't do it yet yeah so it like it's it's a, a practice. Like you just have to work. Well, you, know you can't I mean? pigeonhole yourself either. Yeah. Like you'd never like stop learning something new. Yeah. Can I? You, go yeah. ahead. Go ahead. No. no, I was just gonna say like you just always don't ever be too one sided on something. Like you should always be strong on your opinion on how something should go, but you should yeah. never be against on how. Like where you should take it You should never be afraid of taking it somewhere you're uncomfortable with Because that's where that cool shit gets made That's where the growth happens, you know Yeah, and honestly the best albums are made when people hate each other For some reason too I think, well, I I think Not all of them, but you get like Pink Floyd shit is always about Like fucking always at odds with each other And then they grow all these masterpieces I think it's important (laughs) to have a focus Like with anything But like open yourself up to learn yeah like different things just to like widen your library of knowledge Mm -hmm. like you know like if you pick up an instrument because you want to play like angus young like you know whatever uh then and that's all you do like cool that might be all all you want to do and if that's all you want to do fine but if you want to if you pick that instrument up and you end up figuring out that like oh i kind of like this instead of just continuing to practice rock and roll music you know branch out and learn something else Mm -hmm. and widen your vocabulary yeah you know your musical vocabulary exactly (laughs) because i mean if you just play one style you're going to be really confined to the kind of situations and people you can jam with and all that stuff because you're going to be limited in the knowledge of how to play other kinds of music Sorry, I just had to let that soak for a second. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, man. You're going on a long one. That was, no, that was really good. And I, I totally see what you're saying as far as the, the language of music, I think, what you're getting at. is It's uh, obviously very universal and is something that everyone can speak and it's within everyone. So I want to ask both of you, like, what have you learned from experiencing music in other cultures? How have you expanded yourself with your understanding of the language now? I just think it's cool how music translates to different parts of the world. You see a lot of bands do, um, you know, like a, a version of their song from a different culture, and they'll swap, you know. The, yeah. So, like, an American band will do, like, a German song, and then a German band will do the American version of the song kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then you just get to see the takes on how things are like. Like, even, like, surprisingly, like, just growing up in Hollister and stuff like that, mariachi music is like some of my favorite music now. Wow. Just I don't know why. It's just like for hearing it forever. I just love the tune. Like just the and then you find out when you actually understand the lyrics it's all about drugs and like a lot of fucked up shit. Well, <laughs> I mean that's more no, yeah, 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 yeah. Not all I get it. Yeah, yeah. But just, <laughs> you just like you're like, oh this sounds like a nice song and then it's like, oh shit. This is turning Listening to to, listening to like cultural like that's why I, like I love Latin music. I don't speak a word. Of, I don't speak a word of Spanish. You yeah, know. it's but, fucking but, groovy though. But it's incredible. I li- I mean, I kind of. It's the the voice is like another instrument. I mean, See. so when you hear when you hear it, 
<laughs> so, so when you hear it, it's just like, what, like yeah, they might be singing about some crazy shit, you know, you, you know, know your audience or whatever. Mm. But I guess you don't speak the language that does, nah. doesn't apply. Dude, I have a but. South Park song as my ringtone. That's the the fucking the ninja one, the Let's Fighting Love. <laughs> and I honestly never understood the beginning lyrics. And like, I was in a restaurant, an Asian restaurant, one time. Oh. And my lady was like, Dude, you should like figure out what those lyrics are. Because you'd have no idea. <laughs> I looked at the lyrics, and it's, yes, I have a magnificent penis, and I have hair on my balls. Yep. It's the, literally what he's, like, talking about. And <laughs> yep. then there's ninjas, too, is the line. So it's literally, like, I was blasting. It's just, like, and I'm just, like, yeah, it's a funny-ass song. And then you realize what the lyrics actually mean. But, like, go ahead. No, I was just laughing. Uh, but, like, I feel like you could also tie that into American context with, like, <clears> let's <throat> say Koreans don't speak English, and they're the hell, like, a future song. But then they realize future's talking about, like, Cheating on some girls, doing hella coke, and fucking. Well, yeah, we're, I think we're talking from pretty like uh, ethnocentric. Thing. I'm saying more of like it's more music, like like the melodies, the harmonies. It's just the way the music is played yeah. is what really attracts somebody. Yeah. Like yeah, it's course. honestly like nowadays lyrics are so dumbed down. A lot of people don't give a shit about lyrics. It's yeah, more yeah. about it's seeking. all about the beat and yeah. the, the melody. Beat but it's so. Them. But the thing is, I mean, I've realized in pop, like. It t- kind of an- to answer your question about cultural music, is that like in our popular music, uh, I-, I feel like just with like same thing like what we've done with our news is that we've shortened everything by so much because our attention spans have kind of gone away. Shortened, so yeah. right, so like I mean, if you listen to music from like uh, I don't know Elton John, Van Morrison, stuff like that, where they're long phrases of music with really thought out melodies, the the song is written beautifully, mm-hmm. and then like you fast forward to like where we're at today and like the beats and melodies are like two bars long yep. or something and then they repeat the entire song yes. yeah. and then yeah. and then on top of that like you said Scott they have really shitty lyrics and shitty lyrics meaning like it's they're bland yeah. and like they're not even like complete thoughts really they're pretty degraded they're, yeah and and yeah uh, so there's a lot of there's a lot of issues to like this. unpack with popular music and i'm not saying that that the music back then was any better they were talking about the times too and i think we're living in a culture that really like uh fetishizes like Prescription drug use, getting madly fucked up, yeah. uh, having sex with as many people as you can, like partying, all of that shit, mm-hmm. and so it's a re- I, it's an art form that's reflective of the times, yeah. and it makes sense to me. But for me, cultural time. music, like, has influenced me because it hits it hits something in in like my brain that is a lot more attracted to like rhythm and something that's more complex as opposed to what is just being put out today. It's just not attractive. And the topics they talk about is not necessarily the problem. As long as you do it in an intelligent way or you find a new way to describe how you're feeling or what you're going through. Because we all live somewhat of the same... Everyone goes through the same kind of lulls or like the dry spots, mm-hmm. like good like good times. Like we all have similar experiences, but just different points of view. Yeah. So there's nothing wrong about saying talking about like getting fucked up or like partying or smashing bitches all that time. But it's a way of relating it or how you write it is really my problem. When it's super dumbed down, I can't listen to it. But at the same time, if you like the new Kanye album that just dropped, I'm not a Kanye fan at all. But it's like 23. <laughs> no, no, no. I remember I, you call it. You said, but dude, yeah, I, but. honestly, that's like that new album's like 23 minutes long or something like that literally and it goes, 20 minutes but long it, but that's it's because good. it's trash you don't like it it's garbage I thought it wasn't bad 
I would say so, so for me personally, and this is something that I've. No, I'm not a Kanye fan too. Damn, man. <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, I love Kanye. Yeah, yeah, you got some Kanye. heated fans I know, now. I know. I know. I remember I played Kanye when we were camping, and you were like, "Oh, I fucking hate Kanye." I was like, "Oh, but I kind of like that song though." Like, so that's the thing. That's the no, thing. No, Kanye's that's really weird. Like, it's like I like. So I'm starting to learn, like as I'm like, like, I don't know, progressing in life okay. or whatever. Is that like, it's as cliche as it sounds. Like life is really not black and white. And like it's black and yellow. <laughs> you do. Yeah, that's hella punny. <laughs> You're a fool, man. I can't believe you. Uh, <laughs> hey, Brandon, I got a question for you, real quick, uh, though. Let's hear it. This is the song in the sun. Yeah, see, like the, this is the, like this is not song of the summer. That goes. See, I just can't fuck with. See, that slaps. I don't even remember where I was going. Where was I going? So, but like, what I was gonna say is like, did you eat ass, Brandon? <laughs> I think that's for a different that's, podcast. That's the question of the day, right there. That's <laughs> dude. To answer that real quick, too. So, what was your question, Clue? Well, I was just gonna say like something I've grown up with is I. I've... <laughs> There's a hippo eating ass right the now. Memes, <laughs> the memes are going hot right now. <laughs> but, like, even as a kid, I've always had something where, like, I've never been able to hear lyrics. And, like, obviously I can hear the lyrics, but something I've always respected by the artists is the ability that they're able to rap and speak or even sing within the breaks of music. And that's what I would say I enjoy about modern music and even modern rap. I could say I enjoy Migos and Future and Rich the Kid and all these guys that Jordan are just, Lucas is dope as shit. Jordan Lucas yeah. is good. That guy's storytelling is, that's what I'm saying. Storytelling. Like, dude, even like Immortal Technique, the Dancing with the Devil song, which is one of the most fucked Damn. up songs. I honestly that like song listening to that song because you can see the fucking picture he paints and you yes. don't know how he rhymes those words. Like, the way he fucking pieces these, like, rhyme schemes together is to fucking... Make story. I think to make it's one of the perfect Dude, that's, like, literally one of the craziest fucking... So- it's, like, people get creeped out, but I, get, I don't even really listen to, like, the fucked up part about it. I listen to the literally how he builds. Yeah. Like, storytelling within a song. Like, another one... I, uh, another artist that died too young was Idea and Abilities. Idea was the rapper DJ Abilities was his DJ that guy had a way of phrasing words like that are normal phrases but you've never heard him like that before like I swear that's why I like Biggie dude Biggie's another one Biggie would never write anything down he would spit off the top of his head and that's like random people that could ever do I can't do that I have I literally write like maybe like rewrites like 13 times before it's done if I'm lucky I remember the comment thread we had in the Instagram group of uh, what's his name X. Zen, Zen, X, Extension, Extension oh, yeah. or whatever XXX Tentacion yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey we gotta get his name right though like, so I, I, the conversation uh, that we had like you know the things that he talked about you know uh, like you could tell that he was a really like depressed depressed and yeah. like he was he was in a really dark place right and I remember in the thread like you can't really like decipher like a person's intention through a, a text message, mm-hmm. but like, like I never meant for it to can't come off as like I'm hating on the guy or yeah. whatever. But it, it, what's hard for me is like as a consumer of music yeah, is yeah. that like as a musician. someone who's super popular like that has a crazy influence, right? Mm-hmm. And his music is going out to a lot of people, mm-hmm. and his message is being spread. And what's tough. Is that he the like 
although he's young, his really, like, hardcore past and, like, shitty behavior and, like, and pretty much this shitty image he's created, um, not saying he's a shitty person. No, I see what you're And he just, I mean, he was, he was killed way too young and yeah. he just didn't have time to recruit, the, the ex- yeah, recruit, yeah. recorrect his past. And it seemed like he was trying to head that way. Mm-hmm. And so, but it's hard for me as a consumer to really like support an artist that, uh, that, uses their influence in a way that is counterproductive to you know and this is just my opinion to Mm -hmm. what i want to see happen totally so which is which is one of the reasons i really dislike kanye west Mm -hmm. because of his influence or his influence i like i i can and this is oh i remember my point this is where i was going is something i'm learning is that like i can dislike like for instance an artist but still appreciate what they've done and and like con- maybe I guess I don't know if consume is the right word. Their art, mm-hmm. for instance, Kanye West, like graduation was yeah. fucking killer. Breakthrough hip hop album, like dope shit, right? Kanye West's dope, but like his progression as an artist, as his influence has grown, and then not to get political, but what he's representing now yeah. in in the political realm yeah, yeah, yeah. is just to me very off putting and with with the influence he has counterproductive to where I think like society needs to go Mm -hmm. and with music being such a strong uh, art form and being able to communicate so much I find that to be really important as a consumer and a musician myself I see what you're saying there so there's a famous saying that uh, someone argued freedom of speech we're allowed to say whatever we want because that is our right as a human but to go against that he mentioned uh, he said you can't yell fire in a theater. Do you know what that means? Yeah, I get what you mean. So, and I, and I think that's exactly Just what like you're you saying. Just like you can't say don't a bomb yell, don't on yell shit, wolf. Exactly. Yeah, you can't, yeah. So you're saying, like, yes, these people can express themselves the way, any way they feel they need to, but when you have an influence and you have an influence over people, specifically the younger generation, I, I see what you're saying. You kind of have to dictate what you're putting out there because of how it can influence people if again kind of what Scott was saying we all go through the same phases it's our perspective but everyone's gonna make their choice in the end no matter what the influence is yeah everyone can take the same subject we're talking about right now I can look at it like no I don't care even if he is saying that shit it's not gonna affect my life you know what I mean? Yeah. But then someone's going to hear that and be like, that totally right. is going to shape and change yeah. for good or bad. And that's, and that's, and that's and the that's, individual. That's what, I, that's what I see in not just music, but kind of everything nowadays. Yeah, exactly. Is that, that, like, I think that with the advancement of, like, technology and money and and people being able to do things they never before were capable of doing we we've created this like society or this like i guess bubble in society i guess where we're at maybe on the coast here bay area that um that is very individualistic it's like with blinders on like we can we can like live so close to our neighbors that we can spit on their house from our house but we have no idea what their name is like who they are or whatever like we're very like individualistic and if it doesn't affect our life well fuck it so and that and that like 
kind of bleeds into everything in the culture. And I think that uh, what you're saying is very true because I think if you have a strong head on your shoulders, you're able to kind of decide. Recognize the bullshit. Yeah, recognize the bullshit. Like be like kind of firm in your understanding of like like your beliefs and stuff like that, um, and and kind of brush off the the BS. But some people can't, and I think, and 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 you have to open up your blinders and have to understand that some people are going to be affected by something you might not be affected. See, by. one of my favorite references. I read it last year, the mm-hmm. book, the actual book. Yeah, yeah. the yeah. thousand and Stephen King, yeah, two hundred pages. I actually read it. It's a Bible, bro. Yeah, dude, it's, <laughs> it's dude, a great book, dude. I would honestly, I never thought I'd read that book, but it was fucking great. But the Henry Bowers kid. When he's a kid, that's the fucking douchebag kid that's like tormenting all the like the losers club yeah, and shit. Yeah. The only way he recognized love through his father was when he did something fucked up, and that was from such an early age. And when he did, he was never recognized for being good or like did something nice. In the book, it was showing him like he poisoned one of the neighbor's dogs or something like that to fuck with the kid. It's like the only black family in the neighborhood, and he, and they hated that family. The Bowers family hated that specific family. They fucking poisoned their dog. Did a bunch of fucked up. Of shit, and the dad would reward him and like, like praise him for doing that shit. And growing up like that, that's, that's all he, he fucking knew. So it's Damn. it's also it's like we may we all grow up in different lifestyles. We have better upbringings, and some have really shitty upbringings, and some recognize that and get out of it. But a lot of people don't know any better, and when yeah. we criticize because we don't understand it, we haven't seen it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I've lived a pretty fucking privileged and happy life where I was always with my family or I had every, like, you know, I was cared for, but there's yeah. a lot of people who fucking never had a single fucking person to help them out. Some people lived in foster's homes. Well, and that's yeah. how you become bitter and you don't yeah. realize, like, no one ever gets a helping hand and then what do you think happens? Fucking, you gotta take it out on something eventually. Yeah. And some people don't really, <clears throat> because they've never had anyone to really ask for help, they don't feel like they can ask for help too because then they've... Too much pride, too much fucking, you know, they don't want to disappoint, they feel like they look weak but yeah there's some weird ego we all create like where we're all like instead of just allowing us to just show the true inner self of who we are like I've never really been uncomfortable showing who I like pretty much five minutes you get me this is how I talk this is how I speak I say fuck a lot I say all this stuff (laughs) like I'm pretty inappropriate but at the same time if you want to talk about your feelings dude I'm not all I'm not gonna get like man up like I'm not gonna push that shit out I feel like we've like we're super weird on actually showing who we actually are and i think but i think there's sides you show at first you don't like hey fucker this is me (laughs) you don't do that right away but you just show like you don't change like you know in the japanese culture i don't really know if it's like a subculture of uh japan Japan. um but there there's a belief that there's like three faces that you hold Mm. The one that you only show to yourself, the one that you show to your friends and family, mm-hmm. and then the one that you show to the out to, to so the regular sorry. outside world, right? Um, and uh, I think I think like to kind of go into what you're saying is like that that kind of that rule I think kind of applies to a lot of people. Like a lot of us, like that uh, extension guy, are, mm-hmm. are like hurting inside a lot, and. We use an art form to express that to the outside world, yeah. but we're so popular, or in this case, people that are like popular in mm-hmm. Hollywood or music or whatever, uh, carry an influence with them, and 
uh, and hide behind a character right. that people so, love so much. And you think about reason. you think about music and how many people are exposed to it. You're in the car, you know, and you're young. Your parents turn on the radio. Who knows what they listen to? But if it's the radio, you know, you're listening to Migos and like all this Rihanna, uh, Rihanna and Cardi B and uh, like Bruno Mars, all this stuff, and. Um, whether you like it or not, you're being exposed to what they're talking about. Like e- even though they're even though they're right, even though they're blurring out the the fucks <laughs> and whatever, the message of the music is still getting across, whether you're un- realizing it or not. So you're growing up in the culture that where all of the people that you look up to are saying pop zannies and and get bands and fuck bitches and blah blah blah. Molly, and you grow up with this like with this so fate, uh, like you grow up with this idea of wanting to be famous and the way to do it is like I gotta get fucked up I gotta like fuck as many bitches as I can get that clout you know (laughs) dude my favorite Anthony Green line is if you're gonna make music make music it's a treat like if you're gonna play with your friends and you wanna be in a band and you just wanna make music like you're in for the best time of your life if you're in it to be a rock star fucking do drugs have a party you're in for real fucking disappointment it's, yeah it's re- it's really fun when you're just open music it can be one of the most fun things to do like whether you play it or like like to watch it go to shows it's fun and it can be like almost like a psychedelic experience like especially if you that have happens, yeah. if you have like your favorite band and you like they come to a local spot and you're able to go to the show and like experience what you've been listening to through your headphones and like fall in love with and see it happen in front of your eyes it's like this like life-changing, life-changing experience it like it like it changes something in you and you're yeah. able to have like this different respect for it mm-hmm. it's you know what i mean but then it, uh, for me like because i bring up blink i'm honest i hate blink now because of how they've turned into that just like to me what i hate about what people do in music is they let it ride way too long instead of letting the legacy die where it should and that's uh, my personal opinion there where, needs to be an evolution yeah it or just like right. or it just needs to have a beginning and end which i like, think well i think to kind of say about that i like, about water. I think that you're uh, just letting the times live, though. You're just repeating everything everyone's heard. Like there's nothing new to me. Like you're trying to do. I think it. I think it almost may be like a placebo effect in a way because mm-hmm. they're carrying the same name. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like. Well, why don't they create a different band? Well, that's where that that's where I was gonna say like the evolution. It's like I think that you as a musician, like if Blink One Eighty Two has been around since was it the late eighties? Ninety three. Oh, ninety three. So they've been around a long time and. Uh, uh, like music has changed so much that you can't be doing the same shit that you were doing 25 years ago yeah. or whatever, right? So there has to be an evolution. But at the same time, I don't necessarily, I think what you're saying is, want to see one of my favorite bands, uh, you know, Blink or, or whatever, or, or whoever, like, be, uh, like turn into something that I completely don't like. It's like, cash I, like, like they're musicians and th- like you have to remember that they're, they're people too. And yeah. the music just doesn't, well, yeah, it's nowhere. Yeah. I don't know. Like, and this is all personal feeling. Like if I ever like got to be in a place where I actually was successful with music, I want to have this, this, um, like uh, so many records and then cut. And then do whatever. Like I don't want to let it like continue on forever. It's but I'm like saying another... this now without fucking being in that place. So I mean, who am I to judge? And I'm not. I'm just saying. Like I feel like people like music is there, and there's a time and place where it needs to begin, and then it ends. Like, you have to market yourself. 
in the in the sense that like you like you can't put all your eggs in one basket. You have to make projects, just like any other thing, like a video or a photo, uh, like operation that you're doing or a painting or whatever. Like you have a concept of a project that you want to do. You get that project done. And then you move on to the next one. Music is a little bit different because if bands gain popularity, you're going to ride that out, right? Yeah, and, for sure. And and that and that that might be a career for you, but eventually it's going to end, right? Mm-hmm. But if you're a musician, you're going to be smart and branch out, and like you don't have to just be in one band. Like, dude, we jam, and like I'm in my band, and. Like when I, whenever we had time, we jam and play like some totally different kind of music, and it's putting your, yeah putting your eggs in different baskets, jamming with other people, and like like just taking the art form uh, as far as it can go, as opposed to just staying strong headed to one thing. And kind of kind of referring this back to what Kanye did is like what I think he did was he was so good before to where he kind of knew he was dying out. And, like, if you listen to his music now, it's not the greatest, but, like, he's still trying to make music. I just hate also, the ego. His knowledge is there. But but he's also branching himself out with this whole fashion line he's doing. And now he's trying to get political, but at that same point, it's like, there's some moments where, there's some areas where it's like, you're so good at something, just kind of just stay in that realm of, you know, like, be an actor more so instead of trying to be the president. Because a lot of people wouldn't really, I wouldn't trust Kanye as their president, but, like... It's like that's what he wants to do, you know? It's like I wouldn't buy his clothes, but like that's what he wants to do to be relevant in today's society right. and and to be able to create like you said another project, another idea, another form of him expressing himself. It's just all these like they're just different projects and different outlets, but it's like people have different views on it because I think buying a $200 white tee from Kanye is like literally stupid like that is foolish again it's the individual's choice that's the freedom of doing what but do you see do you see the 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 influence that it has on people like people are people are willing to like line up and like camp out in front of fucking stores and shit for a two hundred dollar white tee or fucking however thousand yeah. dollar shoes or whatever like that is influence. But, like, but what makes me really irritated about that idea is young kids since they're influenced by that music they think they have to buy it to where they pressure their parents to buying it and then their parents are buying it for them just so they could feel just like that artist at school on the schoolyard but it's like yeah but at that same time it's like you just wasted four hundred dollars of your parents money on two pairs of shirts it's like just so you could feel good at school it's like that's that sounds like shitty parents that sounds like shitty parents but at the same time it's like that's really how the society is kind of going but that's what I'm talking about with music and that's why it's so frustrating and and actually like disheartening to me because you listen to everything that's being that's being broadcasted mm-hmm. to like young children and it's all about getting fucked up on prescription medication and like just the the this weird like unhealthy party culture yeah. and i'm i'm not saying that like to not party or to have fun but these people have such an influence that they're spreading to this these younger people that it's just it's like disheartening to think that like the people are going to grow up to think that 
oh, to be cool, to do whatever, is to get fucked up and to be like these people. It's kind of like opening a door. Like, because for us, like, we grew up, like, we all kind of grew up with, like, Blink-182, fucking Guns N' Roses, like, and that was still about kind of smashing girls and fucking getting fucked up, but, like, suddenly, you know, it was, Hmm. it was lyrically said. Yeah. But but now it's kind of, like, creative. But, yeah, it was creative, but now it's, like, yo, we're trying to literally get fucked up, and then kids are like, what does that mean? And then they go on Urban Dictionary, it's like, oh, drink drugs, you know? It was tasteful back then. It was tasteful, and now it's, like, really kind of like whoa yeah. like this is so literal yeah it, to where it, exactly and it's like fuck like i can't even sometimes listen to music like that song eat ass do you eat like if i listen to that going to the beach i would not feel like i'm going to the beach yeah. i feel like i'm i'm somewhere i'm like dude i need to change this yeah song. yeah but the thing about music is is that there's always going to be bullshit no matter oh, yeah. what yeah, yeah. and then there's always weird out great <laughs> Other, you know what i mean like weird par- out, parody yeah. dude it's an art form parody no, is like the, all that the thing stuff. is like music will always have a special place for people who give a shit about it like yeah. if you want real music there's always going to be there like it's never going to stop underground music will always become somewhat mainstream in the end of the day like cult following bands is like like some of my favorite bands are the like they're not necessarily like playing grammys or doing that shit but they'll sell out a fucking theater in like 30 minutes if yeah, but that's, that's huge posting. for a musician no and then one of my that. old bands yeah. I won't say right now because prob- I don't know who listens to this but shut them up shut them up well they're kind of they're kind of dead well yeah, Brand New is one of my favorite bands. <laughs> Fucking what? That's the brand. They, that's the name. <clears throat> brand New, but what recently? So speaking of legacy type shit, they only did four or five albums, five albums, and then they were gonna call it quits until the guy got called out for sexual allegation shit. Right. Wow. So right on the final tour. <laughs> the whole thing got fucking kaput. But what they did was they they spent nine years writing a record. Yeah. And they were doing shows in between, but the like those shows when they announced <coughs> it, bless you, would be fucking sold out in twenty minutes. So like, then, and they would be gone for fucking. Then no new music for nine years. So and they would still fucking. With, with the evolution, like of, with the evolution of music being so like crazy right now, like as musicians, you guys self, how do you find a way to? To find your to break out your creativity to change that market, but also go with it, you know. Like, how do you how do you stand on that wave differently from the crowded wave, from the party wave, you know? Open yourself up to to different kinds of music, to different kinds of culture. Bring different types of styles into your shop to people, dude. Uh, Blink, I'm not always the reference. Blink, Blink had a tour (laughs) with Cypress Hill. Recently? No, no, this is '03, like back. But dude, Cypress Hill opened and then Blink played. That's like the coolest fucking thing I've ever heard. Like, dude, sick, John yeah. Mayer and Dave Chappelle. They what? just did a tour right now where John Mayer mm-hmm. did some singing comedy and then Dave fucking killed it at the yeah. end. Like, dude, like the cool thing yeah. about festivals nowadays, I mean, and there's a lot everything. of festivals that um, are very, like, genre specific. Um, EDC. Yeah, but there's also festivals like Outside Lands or something yeah. um, that are very diverse in, one, the crowds they bring, but two, because of the artist lineup that they provide because it's on a vast spectrum of musical genres, musical interests, influences and uh, a a huge generation um, spanning from old artists like I think a few years ago Stevie Wonder played and all that stuff to Migos and the people that are hella popular today I think 
uh, opening yourself up to um, if you have the uh, ability to go to a festival and experience bands that you've never seen before. Like, ask your friends who are maybe not from here, or even if they're not from here, like, what they like, you know, like, digging through their library, picking their brain, and even if you don't like it, just giving it a shot, because you're going to learn something or get a takeaway from it, despite the fact, whether I mean, whether you like it or not, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, you might find that, oh, I don't like this, and if you are a critical thinker, you'll be like, oh, well, I don't like this particular kind of music or this song because I don't like the rhythm or how they're playing the the melody or whatever. But like to chalk something off as I don't like it because it's dumb or you know it because it's stupid or I don't like it just because I don't like it is really lame. Mm-hmm. And I think to yeah, be it, I think to be <clears throat> like a really like uh, diverse um, musician is to have a library of things that you might not even listen to or yeah. enjoy, but do it because it's going to it's going to open you. It up. just will influence something subconsciously yeah. or yeah. consciously. Yeah, yeah, yeah which Buy is cool because you'll pull out some crazy vinyl. I remember when say. we were jamming, and like <laughs> I'd never played like punk music before or like this fast <laughs> kind of rock and roll, um, and when we're jamming like I'm playing this like punk stuff and like somewhere in there like there'll be like this hip hop influence or I'll like we'll do a change and I'll cut it to halftime or something or a reggae style right and that you know and that'll come from like stuff that I have like I play a lot you know what I mean but I'm in this completely different musical situation and I'm and I'm like hanging on and there's like some sort of change or something organically happens and uh, my uh, the chops from the reggae or chops from hip hop or whatever will come out and like if if you are well versed in different kinds of music you'll understand that oh like there's something that was influenced by something you know what I mean there's some connection right exactly and I I like hearing that that, like you say that connection because I like I mean, that's why I said buy vinyl too. But I mean, to just throw that out. You might not vinyls be- because you have fucking art in your hand, and you're forced to listen to fucking the whole side. Yeah, yeah. I mean, unless you're a heart surgeon, fucking like finding the groove and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But <laughs> I was raised on vinyl from my mom, and vinyl is like the coolest way to listen to music because you can't just skip. Like you fucking get yeah. to hear it's a warmer a piece. sound. Yeah, it's a warmer sound, but also it's just you got something in your your hands. You get to fucking like see everything, and then you get to see something just fucking. It's beat. the process. I think there's something like yeah, there's something about like the physical process, like of like looking through. I mean, if you're fortunate enough to have like a nice collection of vinyl, like peeping through this library of like gems and. Uh, I mean, not really knowing what you're going to get, putting it on on the table, putting the needle on, like watching it spin, hearing the <laughs> and the warm sound. Like, there's something about that that's like Wrong. really like attractive as opposed to like getting on iTunes or Spotify and like just, like hitting a song. Like, mm-hmm. uh, there's something organic about it, you yeah. know. And I'd say that's the equivalent to like cooking for yourself versus going out to get a meal. Yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah. Sure. You ever been yeah. to Subway and they just fuck up a $4 sandwich? Well, first of all, Subway is trash. It is. <laughs> I, 
I mean, if you're on a budget, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's like a good budget. Right. Food. You literally could buy a fucking cold cut at home, like fucking, and make it just as better instead of fucking watching some dipshit make it. <laughs> dude, there's nothing worse than watching someone make something and just fucking it up. Dude, that's art. And you're fucking it, it really is, though. Yeah, Cooking yeah. is an art yeah. in itself. That's a whole different You ever art. order a sandwich? That's art, Jay. <laughs> yeah, it depends who makes it, man. So talking about musical influence, Scott, you just released an album that I got a chance to listen to and it was fantastic. You have... Is that really the one I have in my car? Mm-hmm. Okay. I was like... You have, a, you have a CD? A, a new... Uh, yeah. You have the vinyl? <laughs> I was going to say, did you release some shit I don't know about? It's good. It? No, no. It's good. And what I really enjoy about it is there's, like... Again, there's things that I, I don't personally listen to, but there's things that I kind of branched out my own musical barrier and really enjoyed and you have Thank such you. a spectrum within your album so like yeah. how like what are your influences because it seems like you're pulling from emotion or either cultural values or what i'm all about lyrics and okay. message more so than music's just as important but i and i'm not saying i'm like great the greatest or anything like that but i take pride in writing lyrics mm. and like just like sitting there for fucking three hours and not writing anything will eventually lead to that one the worst thing for me writing is the one like the the first line <laughs> because that's the snowball that takes yeah. you but you don't i'm also very critical on like you don't want to start off with something everyone's used like out of sight out of mind is one of my fucking i don't know why i hate that <laughs> phrase but it's just i've heard it in so many songs but it's just like but like it's just weird ways of starting off a song like for me just like once you get that first lyric and then it's like that mental breakthrough like whole, like I've been writing songs that literally like are a year old and there's no lyrics to yet yeah. but it's also because I'm waiting to f- like it'll like I'll start naturally just like oh I know what this one's about always now. beat first right? yeah always and then there's lyrics I write that'll eventually come to a song later on like f- like there's lyrics like I had for a song I never used and then it f- happened to fit on something I was writing that was new mm-hmm. and it's just like it's like a total trip to see how where the puzzle piece will yeah be. exactly and then it's just I, I just appreciate honesty in art like any like I was saying like those topics we talked about getting fucked up or doing all that those simple basic topics as long as it fits naturally to me like yeah. it's it's being used not appropriately is the bad way of saying it but like Placing it well within a song where it fits, mm-hmm. and then it's moved on. To, then you move it on to something different. It's not just a repeating subject. Then I don't care what you write about. But if it's being used in a way where it's honest and it's like a like a very concrete way of just addressing a subject, then yeah. then it's cool to me. Mm-hmm. But when it's just mindless shit just to hear in the background, I can't stand. Absolutely. I I, I just like good songwriting. Mm-hmm. Like I just like I like stories. The two that I really enjoyed, I had to write them down, it was Shining Light. I'm sick of all the feelings, I don't know what's to come. I'm lost and all alone now, I'm feeling sick and numb. This heartbeat has stopped beating and has finally given up. And growing apart.
Do you really? Wow, Shining Light has never been something since everyone. Thank really? you. Growing Those up, part of the acoustic the... song. Yeah, growing yeah. up, that's the gnarliest one. Shining Light. I was getting hammered all the fucking time. <laughs> and they're so much different than the rest of the other ones. But one, yeah. one thing I noticed about <clears> thank the you, music I really was, love that one too. Because when we were emailing and you sent me that, I listened to it, and before we even met, I kind of had an idea of who you were because you had such a spectrum. Like, and then when we met at Gabe's work, you were telling me that like you wanted to branch out in that album, or you had like different lyrics in there or like different tunes you were just trying to add in there so people got that spectrum because yeah. there was times where you were you were singing and then you'd hit the quick little screamo and I was like damn that was like he was just hitting a Blink-182 but cut out of a little Marilyn Manson type in there yeah or a little then, Chester and then the yeah. next song was a whole different like it was like all Foo Fighters different you know? intro and it was, different chords but, but that's the type of thing I like about real musicians is they have that spectrum they're not just narrowed into like one type of like oh let's just talk about depressed ass music like style just like oh life is rough you know it's like you could branch that out and to turn it into like a beautiful moment but still rock on with it you know what I mean and still enjoy that shit to motivate you because that's what I take from music is the motivation is in the message itself you know yeah. and, and I was able to just kind of decipher that through that song before I even really met you and then I was like damn like and then you told me all right those now, songs are talking about people too like like pretty much from my whole like that's why it's called growing up to grow parts because you either grow up like uh, you eventually branch out from people you grew up with for good reasons or bad reasons yeah. but it's also like what I was trying to say is like people really hide who they are yeah. at the end of the day like you can meet someone and they think you're like the coolest person in the world and then three months down the line it's like a fucking shitty completely like who the fuck like you're mo- like, like I'm seeing the worst side of you right now like I never yeah. thought imaginable and then so that album is pretty much just about so the way I, I told everyone here is like I wrote all those songs like to see if I could write songs so I used all my influences with my yeah. take of all the stuff I love listening to that I don't hear anymore and so I wrote like versions that I wanted to hear again yeah. and then all those songs specifically talk about individual people some are the same person on some of the albums yeah, yeah. but I mean not on the album but um it was just like a way for me it was like therapy it's like a time capsule of all that nasty shit yeah. and what's even crazier looking back on it I remember just having to like rewrite these like songs and like sing these songs over and over again like is draining because it's just you're reliving all the fucking nightmare there's yeah. good shit on the album but there's so many bad things that happened during that time for me mm-hmm. that when you were just constantly thinking about it and ways to write about it is not traumatizing, but it's just like, God damn it, dude. Like, I want to get, yeah, I want to get over it. Yeah. yeah. And then now that it's done, it's so therapeutic to look back on it because now, like, even though there's like, you always like, when I'm done with work, you always be like, oh, I wish I added this line. Or like, now I got to think about it, I wish I did this. But that's the whole beauty of like getting that shit done is because then you get to be like, all right, now I want to do this. Now I want to talk about this. Now I want to maybe like work on like phrasing my word. Like you just, yeah, that's, yeah. it helps you grow as a better person. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what makes me interested in like today's <clears throat> artists of like, how do they personally feel when they have to always talk about like degrading something or someone or degrading themselves? Well, and that's what fans expect out of you now. And, and that's what it's Especially like. Especially if wanna, that's what you're known for. I just want to see that spectrum of them as far as a person, you know, to yeah. see what they're really like because everyone knows what they are like. But like behind the scenes, it's like, are they truly happy? happy with what they've become well look at Linkin Park look, look what happened to them when they first got big they did one album 
that fucking blew up. Yeah. Everyone wants it to sound the same. They branch out, do something different. Everyone hates on it. Flops. And then, well, and it flop until like the very last one, I think. But, but they get no. I. Like, but I respected all those crazy middle. I love Green Day though. I love Green Day. Jesus Christ. That was my first I, album. Lincoln Park. Lincoln Park, yeah. <laughs> Damn, I'm sorry. Honestly, one of the, I will take go Green Day a little bit. The, one of the coolest songs ever written is Jesus of Suburbia. I thought I like September Ends. That's such a mainstream Dude, I like song. D- Dookie is the <laughs> Dookie is the shit, bro. That whole album is Dookie's annoying to me. Music, right? No, no, no. It's a good album. Appreciate it. I just, I feel like <laughs> I, Green Day is. I mean, dude, if you listen to where Green Day started from to their like most recent album, which you had me listen to, is their newest one's night, pretty interesting. It's, it's night and day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I mean. But it's all the same musicians. It's just an ev- been an evolution of their art form. To be honest, I didn't even know they still made music. Yeah, bro. Yeah, they just released a new album. That's it's not bad. So wild. It's all right. <laughs> yeah. That was the first con- like actual concert where I was like, I was like, whoa, that's the band members. You know, I was super. You high saw Green Day. They had the Oracle <laughs> Stadium like two thousand, like two thousand four when they had that. It was that running, you know. Yeah, yeah, same from, time, I saw right? Jay Z just fucking four months ago. Oh. That literally dude, last that's minute. That's pretty crazy. My buddy was gonna invite a, uh, a lady like a out, and he's just like, t- he's like trying to get her to go, or like he's like figuring out if he wants her to go. And he's saying all this in front of me. He's like, dude, why am I trying to get a girl who probably won't even enjoy the show and I'm saying this right in front of you who's someone probably really appreciates coming to the show I was like dude if you invite me I'll go see Jay-Z I'll dude that would be fucking sick I got, I got a sweet seat su- oh a I sweet. like a sweet too no, yeah, I was like, well, like, a su- like the box seats yeah, yeah. and fucking watch Jay-Z and I was a dude made Whitey here dance and I don't dance that's, oh, it was oh, fucking I so, <laughs> dude. I don't know any of the songs. <laughs> Jay Z is fucking sick. I have to admit, I've never been a Jay Z fan. He's raw, dude. Dude, raw shit. Yeah. Stay, dude. Dude, his new song. No, I'm so pissed. They video? took Reasonable Doubt off Spotify. Those fucks. I don't know. Damn. Reasonable Doubt is Jay Z's first Damn. album, and he is a monster on that album.
that scene out of state where I drop my sling. I'm deep in the south, kicking up top game. Bouncing on the highway, switching four lanes. Screaming through the sunroof, money ain't a thing. Your words fear confirmed. Me and my fam roll tight like the firm. Getting down for life, strike. You better learn why I play with fire, you burn. We get together like a choir to acquire what we desire. We do dirt like worms, produce G's like sperm. To legs spread like germs. I got extensive holes with expensive clothes. And I sit fine wines and spit vintage flows. But y'all know. Cause you can't knock the hustle. Lunching, punching the clock. My function is to make much and lay back munching. Sipping Remy on the rocks, my crew. Something to watch, nothing to stop. Unstoppable, scheme on the ice. I gotta hot your crew. I gotta let you niggas know the time like my bottle. My motto, stack rocks like Colorado. Water off the champagne, crystals by the bottle. It's a damn shame what you're not, though. Me, slick like a gato, fucking Jay-Z. My pops knew exactly what he did when he made me. Try to get a nut and he got a nut and what? Straight bananas, can a nigga see me? Got the US open, advantage jigger. Served like Sanford's, play fake rappers like a campus. The Tigra, son, you're too eager. You ain't having it? Good, me either. Let's get together and make this whole world believers, huh? At my arraignment, screaming. All us blacks got is sports and entertainment. Until we even leaving, as long as I'm breathing. Can't knock the way your nigga eating. Fuck you, even. Did you see his music video with Beyonce? Uh, the I, I honestly haven't seen any new Bro. recent stuff. So, okay, you want, before you go into that, you want to talk about music conformity? That is a perfect example of it because okay. Beyonce, specifically the song Beyonce Ape Shit. I don't know. I know Sean. No, it's the Carters. No. It wasn't just Beyonce. It was the no, Carters. but that specific song. Yeah, yeah, by spe- Beyonce and Jay Z. Okay, wait. they're the Carters. All right. That specific song. That song is so crazy. It's good. It's, I, it's I, definitely. Let me be good. honest with you. I, I don't. I haven't listened. I haven't heard this music, and that's I feel fine. really like, like as a musician, like I. That's crazy. After you speak on it, but, I'm, I'm, I'm but like that particular <laughs> song <laughs> is an example of music conformity. I would say because Beyonce like has. We all know Beyonce like. You know, like that. She's had her own shit, you know? And in this particular song, you can definitely hear all of the modern day rappers. And down to her lyricism, the production of it, the beat, the. 
how she raps within the beat counts. Like, it's, it's, I don't want to say it's not her because everyone has to branch out to different music styles as I'm hearing from you guys, but it's just like. Are you talking about that common. She does that. That kind of rap stuff that's like very percussive. Yeah. That's, that's the very, that's the very, in my mind, unoriginal, um, in the sense that everybody's doing it in virtually, like, a majority of hip-hop songs, there's, like, that exact percussive mm-hmm. vocal, like, uh, rhythm. And if you're talking about music conformity, are you saying that, like, uh, I'm saying Beyonce's she, completely... She, like, she bent for that song. That's oh, all I'm going to say. I'm going to say she definitely bent for that song, but now I want to hear Yellow's opinion on this. Well, I think... Because I think that was all Beyonce. I mean, I definitely think she had ghostwriters, but the thing Quavo is, Quavo wrote it for her. Yeah, I, I could believe that too. Because there's, I mean, all, the, those all the Migos are ghostwriters. Oh well, yeah, then yeah. that makes sense. They understand the formula but, of fucking popular but, but, mainstream but, but, songs. You can't hate no, on but Beyonce. But let me finish though, because Beyonce and Jay Z are dating. They're married. They they like titans in this game. And to think about all the artists under them, as far as females in Beyonce, males in in and Jay Z, it's like. They are all influenced by them, I feel like, you know, by, like, as a coach, you know, they're kind of coaching everyone to where when they have to step up, it's literally everything combined into their music. Like, that's just my opinion, because that song isn't the greatest, but when that music video, <coughs> together as an art, I see everything. I love that video. I think, I think Bro, that video so, like you said, the beginning, they can't stand in front of the Mona Lisa, but yeah. they're literally filming a music video in there. Yeah. The entire museum. And they can't like, have shit in there. You can't have video, it's like, the permits pulled, the money that was made, it's like, everything that entailed in that video Bomb. was so powerful. It says powerful. You know what another like, video did they, for me? I, 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 now I feel super shitty for not having watched this video but it's all, it it's all crazy. you have to watch but it with the you video. know what? this video is better than the song is this is america no that, that video song, is amazing that yeah. video dude that, that video, is so much better than the song like the song by itself is cool but that video i, think, I was so fucking cool that was just like that's what i love about music like i hate bands getting up and just fucking jamming and just pan shots of them going like i love shorts like short story. films yeah, yeah. dude that fucking video but that's, that's raw that's what I'm saying. but you, you need both you need both together do that it needs to harmonize right. as far as like right. listening to it without that's fucking yeah, it's Dude, what's so, so cool because now because some like some of the artists today like like Childish Gambino and, and who's like, dope just, like, who makes a different they're, album they're making, every album right they're making like art in the sense that like one uh, that motherfucker it? did an R and B album just just to prove he could do anything he Nina wanted Simone to do. I, I can't remember what interview this was it was probably <laughs> in the sixties or seventies she said that. Like how I'm really like chopping this up or whatever, but like basically, how can you be an artist and not reflect the times? Hmm. And an artist's duty, as far as I'm concerned, is to reflect the times. I think that is true of, of, of painters, sculptors, poets, musicians. I, as far as I'm concerned, it's their choice. But I choose to reflect the times and the situations in which I find myself. That, to me, is my duty. I, and, and, and at this crucial time in our lives, when everything is so desperate, when every day is a matter of survival, I don't think you can help but be involved. Young people, black and white, know this. That's why, why they're so involved in politics. We will shape and mold this country or it will not be molded and shaped at all anymore. 
So I don't think you have a choice. You, how can you be an artist and not reflect the times? That to me is the definition of an artist. I think that that what you're saying, Sean, about the like the Queen Bee and fucking Jay Z video and um, Charles Gambino, like, like oh, this is America, like those are like pieces of art that are reflecting the times, um, it, like reflect in two different ways, right? Like. I could, without even seeing the video, based off what you said, I could probably argue um, with a lot of support that the that video uh, has a lot of symbolism for yes. like black, like like yes, power bro. and like yes, like bro. like we like 100%. we can run this shit and like 100%, whatever, you know bro. what I mean and That's just exactly like and like this is America is like a symbolic representation of what is happening in American culture but, right now. But if, if you listen to those songs without the video. <laughs> It's a whole separate song, right? Because it doesn't tell the story with the video, and that's where I understand where Joyner Lucas has such a good storytelling. Because mm-hmm. you could you could listen to his his whole story without having a video in front of you, and then when they drop a video, it's just the same thing. Him running. Down I've a always street. been. I always love like, the music saying it and yeah. then saying something and then the video is doesn't necessarily have to be what the song's talking about but it's still the same theme mm-hmm. like yeah. it's just still like it's capturing your brain in a different way that like it's not boring it's like attention grabbing like I just I wish people were a little more artistic and just the boundaries they went like video like work with fucking people that will just help your music translate to all sorts of platforms yes. whether it's in videos whether it's in genres like just it's music's for everybody like it's hate it love it like criticize it like do everything like that's what I love about music like it's it, nothing's ever gonna be perfect nothing ever is gonna be golden to everybody but that's the coolest thing is that it's gonna fucking bring someone you never thought would like this and, type and, of music and like you said about why you said about like that one song Shine Light no one's ever said that song so that makes me really cause I, when I wrote all of those songs I wanted to make each song not a filler I wanted one song to be like to grab someone's attention mm-hmm. like if you don't like the album I guarantee you like one song yep like that's what I wanted to do. Like, if it's seven songs, fuck it. Don't write thirteen more just to fucking put it out there. Mm-hmm. Like, don't give me an hour and a half of fucking music. Give me twenty minutes. Like some of my favorite albums. There's a band called Turnstile, who's blown the fuck up, and they're a hardcore group. Twenty three minutes for the entire album, and I played my mom it right. And my mom was listening to it. And she was like digging it. My mom's a cool fucking music lady, and. Um, <laughs> Get on the cast, dog. I know, right? Straight up, dude. She's got walls of vinyl, dude. Like, it's insane. Hell yeah. And she... I was playing her this. I was like, by the way, this is the... We're, like, talking for, like, 15 minutes. And I was like, by the way, that's the eighth song. She's like, you fucking kidding me? She's like, I was like, how long is this album? I'm like, 23 minutes. She's like, Jesus. Like, it's like... And, like, a Pink Floyd album back in the day would be one song would be, like, 23 minutes. Seriously. One side of a vinyl would literally be one song. You're like, yo, is this shit gonna end right now? No, it's gonna be like... It wasn't like that because the music... Music's gonna cheap. take you on a fucking journey, journey. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, you're not thinking of when dude, the fucking Roger song's Waters gonna end. said some of the coolest There's... lines ever. Like, dude, let the music breathe. Like, like us and them, fucking, like literally, like the verses 
uh, like our space with I don't know how how many bars are in between, but it's like fucking like two bars in between each like line. Like so, like the music just like breathes. well, I mean, it's psychedelic rock and roll. It's spacey, you know. Yeah, space is fucked. There's there's like they're creating. They're what they're doing is they're building, and especially if you listen to it on like really good headphones or good speakers or something, or you go to a live show, it's like what they're doing is creating an atmosphere with the music, and then after that atmosphere has been created, they're now like playing within that atmosphere like it's not just a beat and like a few chords or something that's when it gets super complex and your band gets bigger and you've got you know a peop- someone playing synth and someone playing keys and that synth player is holding the the, the environment that that like vibe and then uh, everybody builds on top of that and there's then there's a groove and then you get you get thrown down this rabbit hole of like vibe and music and all of a sudden you're thrown with like super crazy thought invoking lyrics that you're like man what is this guy saying like what does that mean or it's just your interpretation too that's a beautiful thing yeah you and I will listen to the same song or see the same things in life and both have a different outcome. And to go back to the music video thing, I think that it's uh, what what is what speaks volumes about having a powerful song paired with a powerful music video is that now you're not making it subjective, you're making it objective. In the sense that not like the artist uh, in a subjective song that doesn't have a music video with a clear intention is like writing a song about whatever they might be feeling you know who like who knows like they might have a specific meaning but to everybody else fuck who cares if what yeah. you know it's up to them but songs like this is america that's paired with such a powerful video it's like this is what this song is about yeah. this is the message i'm trying to get across yeah. or it's your interpretation of what my message is. Right, but it's in your face. Because he doesn't no, talk about not, it. It's, it's in so your literal. face. It's no longer. It's no longer just like uh, like words An that idea. go through your ears and you like have to think about it. It's now you're seeing like a paired with the lyrics. You're now seeing this like visual representation being acted out in front of you. Yes. That is being presented as, presented as entertainment. And when you watch the video, oh, you don't really notice everything that's happening. You have to like. Really watch, watch you have to shit. really watch that multiple times to see that in the background there's <clears throat> multiple like reenactments of like symbolic representations of what is going on in the society. choreography was crazy it's insane yeah. and I think that like that is what a music video like that with such power does it should be just as intricate R- as the music right. itself and, and, and for the Beyonce thing uh, you know singing the raps or rapping the raps that Quavo has yeah. you know written or whatever that makes sense can't knock on her for that I wouldn't think that that would be something she's Beyonce kind of boss for doing that right but the thing is is if you're that good and you're at the top you have to be able to appeal to all crowds and I think that yeah. that's what she's doing yeah. with that song because exactly and that's why I think that was such a powerful song because she's Beyonce to reach, reach out like females are going to be like oh what the fuck Beyonce's hella boss like oh what the fuck she's, talking, she's re- rapping just like everyone else like that's even cooler for females and then Jay-Z we just, could do that too Exactly, and then Jay-Z's just so glossed up, blossed up, he doesn't have to speak words, but then he does, and it's just like, damn, like, and, I mean, it's not necessarily the best lyrics, I would say, but just, it's just a reinforcement to the powerness, power in the video, and in the song, and the message itself, because it's like, I don't know, for me, I took that as like, fuck, these fools have so much power, not just in the rap industry, but just over, as far as influence of people, you know, and it's like, 
I don't know. That shit tripped me out, but but I, but that brings me back to where I was thinking was with the words these days of not of creating that atmosphere. Like now, certain like there's a lot of spacey. Or back then, it was a lot more spacey and like kind of really fun and like creative. Like like you said, we have to interpret our own message. But that's what I'm worried about. Like kids these days is like they're like, oh, this is so slow. Like you know, there's. Uh, I think it was a Pink Floyd song, the Money song. You know, it's just like slow ass beat. But to this day, people will be like, "Is this even on?" Like, they have to turn the music on, and they'll be like, "Dude, speed it up!" And then they don't even What's get that the time feel signature? for that whole. It's thing. short. Uh, seven. Yeah, dude, that's like one of the very few songs that's ever been written. Like, on that certain time signature, you can't dance to it. It's like so awkward. You but like, that, it's literally <clears throat> a million dollar single. It's well, I mean, it, I mean, is it in seven? It's in seven. That shit's dun, weird. Dun, 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 yes, yes, dun, but, dun, but that's what I'm worried. Dun, dun. Kids will never really experience that feeling of like. Well, we I have mean, shorter attention. Like exactly, I said in the beginning, we have shorter attention spans, which is why the music I agree, that we're hearing but nowadays disagree like, on that. I feel like people will always want to find shit that in, like I think at the end. Of the day there's always going to be the, the sheeple that will listen yeah, to yeah. the yeah, mainstream for sure, of and there's and there's a bunch of people who love all that mainstream shit and love sh- like the underground yeah. I think to, I think to like kind of pl- like play off that or uh, would be to say that like timeless music is timeless literally like, the that yes. Pink Floyd and like you know Van Morrison and Stevie Nicks and Steve Fleetwood Miller. Mac and all Steve Miller like all like um, police. yeah the I police like Blink 182 like the like all of these those that music is timeless in its own right and it's going to live on forever. I mean, as- I'm so like, glad dis- it's out aside there. the fact that it's like, been recorded and been yes. distributed, like it's not, Massive. you know, exactly. It's going to be there forever. But and it will the be music, re-recorded in some way. The music way that by we're listening eventually. to now, I like, I, I can't say for sure that it's not timeless. But I have a feeling that in 50 years, the kids in 50, 50 years from now aren't going to be. Listening to uh, Migos, like you know, Heavily. I got the bag and shit, or whatever. You know what no. I mean? But I'll get swept right. under the rug. Right. But, but all people, those great artists will be represented to the still influences be that they gave. To. Yeah. All those people that grew up, like no music is original into the sense like everything's been done like with the chords and like everything to a point. But people will be able to take what they grew up loving and recreate it like something yeah. I did I brought like a little swing back from the 90s and shit on what I love listening to but now I'm getting a lot more folk Sean James shit that Through the Valley guy was showing you to fucking from Indian Lakes which is like a fucking psychedelic like um folk kind of band I don't know how to describe it, but there's all these bands that I just discover that help me eventually just change as like how I look at music or how I perceive shit like but I also want to have that music live on like in a way like I want to be able to recreate that with a new fresh take and I feel like yeah. that will always happen like it never that's what I feel like timeless means for me like I feel like even if that album is always ne- like never remembered it's remembered through something like that someone creates so it, exactly in talking about like timeless pieces <clears throat> what what would you say you guys are personally aspiring towards like what's the goal with the music what are you guys planning on doing with it right now five years five year plan 4.5 Two point three. Uh, These I, motherfuckers. It's, <laughs> it's a solid number. <laughs> I, honestly, I haven't really thought. I haven't really thought about it like that. Uh, just kind of have fun only, with it. Well, yeah, because I don't. I'm not like. 
to put this out there, you know, to the audience and shit like that. Like, I'm not, like, a professional working drummer, per se. You know, I just have a, you know, I love to play music. I've been playing for, you know, you know, like, what, 11 years or something like that. And I have fun with it, and I, I play in a band, and, but, uh... It's just something that's fun for me, yeah. and like if it if so I get something out of it, cool. And like when I was when I was really coming up, trying to learn the instrument, and when I was starting to notice I was getting better, and I could jam with other people and stuff like that, that I wanted to I wanted this to be like my career, and um, I just I like that. It was kind of out of the question for me in in a sense that like I I just have to do school and I, I need to get through that and to really like get the music to work like I'd have to move out of this area I have to go down to L A go to go to Nashville or something go to uh, Atlanta and I'd have to like basically quit my job and do nothing but music and I'm not in the the place or I don't have the luxury I guess. Uh, or some might say courage or whatever to do that you know I'm uh, like in a committed relationship and I I like living here and um, I'm just trying to get through school right now so it's just a matter of like what is important what important what's important to me if I start somehow started to make money from playing the drums with my band or whatever that's dope but until until that money can start to pay my rent it's just it's just fun for me yeah, you know yeah. what I mean yeah. but that that's not going to stop me from putting <clears throat> that music out there yeah. you know and and trying and trying to do something with it mm-hmm. you know what I mean and, that, and that's why I love artists is like artists like you guys are artists yourself you know you guys play an, an instrument and it creates a form where people listen like if you're blind all you hear is just what someone's playing and that that's artistic for them to paint a picture in their mind with that sound and like I just find that so incredible how people can actually create those sounds in mm-hmm. harmony, you know? Literally an art. It, it, yeah, it's literally an art like to master the sound the power of sound and it's like it's just so in, incredible to, and like overwhelming because it's like I I never grew up really instrumentally like with things but like as far as like athletically yeah that was my my thing but like it's it's to, to respect that and to see musicians at work like in their vibe you know it's like their their mind is in a whole nother realm where it's like just like how Scott like before to give some background to this podcast before we even recorded dude, we walked up on yes. Scott and me personally I was the first one here and I called his name three times and he was <laughs> so into the music he was so passionate about what he was playing he fucking ignored my ass. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but like that just shows you, you know, they're in their own vibe. So to, to ask, it's also probably just loud. Just that, oh yeah, hell yeah. Hell yeah. It was so beautiful it to see beautiful. that dog because yeah. you were literally. You came over. You said you're here. I was eating my my lunch. I literally took my my last bite and Chloe called me saying he's here and he's like, come outside right now. So I came out and he told me Scott was on the curb playing music. And he's like, listen. And we were hella quiet, like literally on my fucking driveway. And I was like, is this full scene right now? I was like, no way. <laughs> I walk over and Scott's on my curb just jamming, like Beautiful. literally in your own world, but it's on my street in front of me. And I'm like, dude, this is incredible to see because you're, you're just, it's like a free show for the people. And I'll like, there's no people, but like for the people of my neighborhood, <laughs> you know, you know to where. Which, which is cool about what's going on with that so far stuff and the come up, like fucking yeah, putting yeah, in well. people's fucking and living rooms. And, and it's going yeah. literally like, like, 
Like you have to be there to watch. Like you can't just like, oh yeah, there's a guy playing. Like, but that's but, like, what I mean you know, about drink, people always gonna drinks, find like, like good music. Like, yeah, it's, if, if people you, say you connect. Yeah, with them, that, right? I I fucking like my whole thing. Like whether it's like I don't necessarily give a shit about being like fucking playing stadiums, dude. But if you got to be like ten years doing like. Are going around the world just painting clubs or fucking playing Warfields or like even if you got to play Shoreline for one day Dude, of your life fuck. and just fucking and then you called it quits and then you moved on to something else at least you can say you fucking did it but the, yeah. like what my problem has been is just waiting for something to happen like where I like that's why I wanted to really do this podcast and like put some shit out there because I don't need to like I know I'm I can do something with it. Like yeah. it's like a shame that I don't do anything with it. And I really do want to play and perform and be in a band and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So like I really want to just fucking experience it. Whether it lasts fucking three years, ten years, like doesn't matter. Like like I something will come out of it eventually. Like something will like that's something on like a resume, so to yeah. speak. Mm-hmm. Quotations. But like I just mean like that's something that will eventually lead to that. But as long as it's checked off the list, like that's all that matters yeah. to me. Yeah, and it's like it's such a shame. Like a lot of people, like fucking, like a lot of people, just today, like just fucking, don't do what they really want to do. Yeah, and that bums me out. And that's what we were kind of starting about, like this podcast. What we started about. Yeah, like it it yeah. creates bitterment, like or like not bitterment, a bitter resentment, like towards yeah, yeah. like people just fucking never in their never own did. attitude because yeah. they're, they're like they're like fuck like. You're hell enjoying, you know, playing music. We sit in 101 traffic all day. We Dude, fucking know the struggle. 101 traffic, bro. That is What's worse, crazy... fucking 87 or fucking I'm glad I can drive around them. Really yeah. Dude, I'm that's... Like, Damn, I don't have to go to Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> like, seriously. Well, I don't have to drive to Hill Hollister. Dude, like, fucking crazy. sitting, going to Hollister would be fucking nightmare. I in this that. weather? Think about I that. I have no just AC. Like, <laughs> the sun glazing, like... No, I just... I just wish we, uh, like, as a society, allowed people to fucking just... I wish let we, people do their, their what they like allow them the off like the off time to do what they wanted to do yeah. like allow them to just fucking have a moment's peace and get to go do that and come back to normal life and, and, I, and I like connecting with people who appreciate that that talent you know that that art because it's like it's hard to connect with someone who's like you know you're let, let's just bring in Cafe Stritch for example you know for someone who's never been there for we've uh, have you been to the Cafe Stritch? no for, I haven't okay for, for is that where you guys hang out is that where Gabe's always saying like, yeah, yeah. Is that Cafe, I, can't, yeah, Cafe I thought it was Cafe for Scotty or whatever. Well, well that place has so, yeah. like uh, comedy shows, like open <clears throat> mic nights, um, and like acoustic artists maybe on the piano and like a banjo, guitar, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's such a small cafe. It's open mic, yeah. yeah. But Cafe Stretch. But like uh, I'll use that the as the example because you could you could meet people there who's never been there and like they don't even care about who's playing. But like there's some people who are like mesmerized by like the finger movement of how fast this dude is playing or like how fast the fucking piano going you know and it's just like to to watch that in action it's like watching a sports game it's like what beat are you gonna throw in now because the, i hear the drums picking up you know and you hear the fucking trumpet just like adding a quick little you know and it's just like what the fuck like what and then you hear fucking it's just it's so like 
I don't know. It brings people together, you know, and, and I love that about music because it's like, like, are you feeling this? And they're like, oh, I'm feeling this. And, they're like, <laughs> and then you look over someone who's like, dude, the beer is so good. And then you're like, yo, he's, I don't know if he's feeling or, or feeling alcohol. Dude, nothing's like, the worst. I saw, you never I saw to, like, one of my favorite bands and fucking, it's like this song. It's like one of the quietest ones they got. And it's like one of their most like popular ones. Like, and I was so excited to see it. a fucking bar fight happen right next damn, to me. Like, damn. No, it's just like, motherfucker. Like, I was just like, you sons of bitches. They're, like, ruining, like, a perfect fucking... Literally, just not one of the fucking screaming crazy-ass songs where it's like, all right, background noise. Yeah, it's literally yeah. doing, like, a super fucking quiet, like... It's hella good, though, yeah, and man. you're yeah. feeling that shit. Like, you gotta go to cafe And then you see man. this in the background. What? The fuck did you just say? Ah, man, what man. the fuck? I yeah, love man, that there's there... some songs that people can't help but dance to. Like, there's, there's some Hell songs yeah. that, like, I don't care who the fuck you are. If you play it, like... You physically cannot hold yourself still. Or head bop to it. Or head like, bop. Like, like, music literally possesses people. Think think about that song. back. Or, so think about back in the day when dancing was like, let's just talk. Okay, when, when was like, uh, I'll just throw out a year, like the late, early 70s type shit, you know? I mean, I guess like, I was still like, pretty groovy. Like disco. Disco. Soul, soul but like, it shit. was kind of weird to be dance because people are hella working and like trying to make computers and shit. So people, I don't know. Nah, that dog. Like, nah, that, that, no, that was until bro. the 90s. Huh? No, dude, yeah. Fuck, just, that was until the 90s. Dude, in the 70s, people, people were fucking people snorting were, up fuck, cocaine. Yeah. People fucked going, up. They were having okay. fucking orgies they and the, Soul okay. Train, that motherfucker. Yeah, bro. I forgot where I was going with it now. That's when Soul Train. I forgot where I was going with it. Back oh, in the I 70s, do remember. Soul okay. Train didn't mean dancing, you know, like. <laughs> but like, but 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 that one song, "Get Your Back Up Off the Wall," it was for everyone in that room who's like not feeling the song, and they're like, "Get your," and they're like, "Eddie Murphy made it." Man, you know, Eddie like, Murphy Get up started off the making wall. music at one point, dude, and so did Will Smith too. And no. Will Smith was Will raw. Smith was raw as fuck, yeah. bro. Yeah. yeah, dude, him and but Eddie Murphy started with music, though. I think no, yeah, yeah I no, think because I think comedy. he's. No, oh yes, it was it's, comedy. It was okay. comedy, and then he fucking did that Because I heard one. an old Party all Eddie night. Mur- Eddie yes. Mur- I think yes. Eddie, Eddie Murphy had, like, what was his, his influence Fox was fucking... Jamie Foxx, Jamie Foxx has an album. Oh, wait, he was... Yeah, I know. He's a Jamie Foxx's voice always did music, J- though, yeah. yeah. but I think Jamie Foxx started, movies, he though, started yeah. as a comedian mm-hmm. as yeah, well. Yeah, he did too, yeah, yeah. He was in, uh... In Living Color, I think. Yeah. He was... Yeah. But you know what makes them such a good... Artists is they had fun with that, you know. But they see the diversity. They're art. Yeah. They're just artists. They're like, oh, like I can do this. Like I, I can be funny. Not everybody can be funny, yeah, but yeah. they can be funny. And oh, like I can kind of act too. Fuck, like I'll try that. I'm like, a pretty good actor. Okay, yeah. no, I can act and be funny at the same time. Fuck, okay, like I can do that. Oh shit. Hell yeah. Damn, I can like I gotta sing in this movie. Holy shit, I can Look sing. Look at fucking tenacious. Damn, team, bro. Like <laughs> you know Dude, what Jack I mean? Black is like greatest person of all. That's like, probably one of the greatest like, comedy his... rock and roll bands of all. Voice, dude. I know. I respect Jack Black's like singing too. Like. Dude, he seems like a fucking badass. He taught kids how to fucking play rock and roll. Like, like not even rock, teaches bro, like his a teacher. albums are actually incredible, dude. But like I didn't I didn't because I just thought Jack Black was like just a funny honestly just just a funny guy. Like I didn't know. <laughs> Wait, yeah, he was Nacho, right? <laughs> yeah, bro. yeah, exactly. That's that was the stigma I had of him. So where when he did the the, the band movie or, and then Tenacious the School G. of Rock, it's like, yo, this fool's just like a crazy good musician. Like, yeah, dude, that like guy's real I think shit. That's how he like, started. He was in a band. <clears throat> I could see that, yeah. like his life. 
Like, I could see him as, like, guys, let's get a band together. That guy like, has a cool fucking voice. Yeah. Dude, the roadie song. Voices. Did you ever see that one? He has a cool, he's just, yeah, he's a cool. That's a personality. Like, he's, right? Yeah, for sure. He's, like, got a keyboard. He's a, of he's a cool enterta- entertainer. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. He's a, that's what it is. At yeah. this point, he's like, yeah, yeah. shit. I think I think that's kind of one of the things that's lacking too in music in uh, like modern music is like um, being able to be an entertainer without having this extravagant fucking multi-million dollar production and like choreography and stuff yeah. you know what I mean like uh, people like Jack Black being able to just like tear it down and like be a, a good um uh, I respect stage design. Kevin Hart. I just, I just yeah, recently saw yeah. Kevin Hart yeah. at the at the. Oh, you went? At, yeah, in the Mountain View, and um, that shit was. He's a fucking enter. Like, I mean, yes, he's a hilarious comedian. Like, he's hilarious as fuck, and he's a good actor and all that stuff. But like, at, when we're watching the show, like. When you see him live, it's it's not just like a comedy show. He's like entertaining you, like he's appealing to a bunch of different senses. You, you know, yeah, keeping you engaged yeah. because like you're actually there. It's it was totally different experience than watching a special on Netflix or something. You know what I mean? Straight up. But um, like I think that the entertainers that we see in in life in like modern uh, media right now are like few and far between, but. The ones that are doing it are fucking killing it, bro. Like the yeah. Rock, dude, Roger, Kevin Hart, dude, dude Roger Waters, just did. Dude, yeah. the Rock is is my brother. <laughs> I love that guy. Hey, I, honestly, I think honestly, as an artist entirely, I think Jim Carrey is probably one of the most incredible artists for like acting and just being like immersing himself in a character. It's like. What Jim Carrey's my favorite actor person of but all time. You know, because he went on his art hiatus. Like, he went on like his art hiatus where he like just expressed himself with art for like every day or something. Have you, know? you watched? Have you watched the documentary yeah, yeah. put out on Netflix? Yeah, the, I thought Wait, it was Dave? a little. I thought it was a little too unrealistic. Or something. It was so too unrealistic dude. to where it's like he that's real though. Each fuck. of his characters to a personality of his family. The trippiest line of that yeah, fucking yeah, documentary was, was I, eventually you will create a character and you become that character and your original self die. I'm kind of yeah, no, paraphrasing it paraphrasing yeah. but he's like you'll create a character and, you, and eventually you'll lose your, your original self and dies your character or you eventually kill your character, which is what he did. He yeah. did exactly. He killed his character and became himself because, and that line was fucking crazy as shit because like that's method acting. No, yeah, and yeah. I, I mean, and I don't. But I think he let he pushed that ball over and he, created. No, he's that. he's pushed the boundaries since yeah. the beginning. He started out so he's Canadian, so he started out at the Yak. Yak and laugh or yak shack or something. Yeah, yeah, Cannabis. And like what he did to separate, <laughs> <laughs> what he did to separate himself from other people was he was the only person who would just. He describes it as humiliation, but I I feel oh, yeah. it is just letting go, you know, like and that's something that a lot of people can't do, and that's something that Dude, you know Robin, can the to. famous story of Robin Williams fucking did. Uh, Dude, it was at a San Francisco. I know. I'm so bummed about him, but. Fucking Robin Williams was at a festival, or it was something in San Francisco going on, and the show got rained out, so they were waiting for it to stop raining, and the crowd was losing their shit, and Robin was in the crowd, and he got up on stage, and he fucking did a show, then ranted for like an hour, or Wait, however long. was it a Robin Williams show? No. 
It was he was festival. just in the he crowd. He was in the crowd in the show. That's OG dude, though. The, oh, the show got rained out. He knew he was the only one that can. They went up there. The security, like, fucking, so the show got rained out. The people were losing their shit. Robin got was in the crowd. Went up on stage. Fucking chilled them out for an hour, hour and a half, and then they cleared him. And he's like, "All right, let's fucking do it or whatever." And he fucking went wow. back into the crowd, and the wow. show started. That's shit. an incredible story. But dude, I didn't that, know that about that food. I heard that. That was I think Bill Burr was talking about that story. But it, like, even that guy, dude. I saw Bill Burr live. And I took my mom to it, and he was doing brand new material, and just watching him just figure shit out made me even appreciate a show even more because it wasn't something he had already fucking like already worked out and he's just now like running it for the tour like he's literally trying to figure that shit out and it's funny too when I saw him is when the Nationals were playing the Giants during that fucking wild card game where it went like 18 innings or 16 it went like a crazy amount of fucking innings and like literally during the middle of his set fucking some guy was just like Giants win and like the crowd literally like erupted and he's like really? <laughs> right in front of my fucking set that I don't even have built. Fuck. And he's like, alright, what was the score? Fuck it. We're already talking about it now. Oh. It's like, but it was funny as shit. That's something I always remember because fucking it's just like, you don't get that. Like, that's like, it's something cool. Like, it's your own individual show. Yeah, yeah I do. Yeah. Like the mistakes that happen are like, like that's what I love about like fucking just like like, I hate bands that preach all throughout the show like this is your life. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like <laughs> I hate bands like that shit. And I'm, I, I love bands that don't say a goddamn word, have cool segues into their songs and say like a little joke here and there, or bands that just shit talk. Like, fucking, or just, like, say, like, stupid shit, go into their set. Like, just be yourself. Like, I want to yeah, literally dude. go on stage look like this or fucking, like, what you're wearing. I don't want to fucking wear oh, m- makeup, <laughs> fucking war paint. I, mean, I want to go out there just to fuck with people, just have be funny or something. Dude. But, like, I just literally want to be my... If anything, if I want to do anything in music, I just literally want, like, to show, like, I'm no one fucking different. But like I, we used to grow up when we were kids, like thinking like, oh my god, I, these guys are fucking gods, like on a pedestal. And then yeah, as I got bro. older, they're no fucking different. They got lucky or they were good. I'm like, dude, I just want to be able to just play a show and like be this. Like, don't don't come up to me while I'm eating, motherfucker. Like, but if I'm walking on the street and you want to say hi, do it. But don't fucking be a rude dickhead. Like, like if I see Dave Chappelle in a bar, I'm not gonna be like. You fucking Dave! Like, I'm not gonna fucking. I hear my voice break, but. <laughs> no! Uh, but fucking. Like, dude, I'll just be like, dude, I saw fucking Dave Chappelle. Dude, I, I, have, I have a perfect moment. Dave Kettner, if that's how you say his name, fucking whammy from Anchorman. Oh. Fucking the sports dude. I saw him in Yosemite with his kids, and he literally went right beside me, fucking with a ketchup thing. He's like, and I look over, I'm like, holy shit, it's Dave Kenner, right? And my first thought was to go like this, whammy, right at his fucking face. And I did it, because how many fucking people have done that? And the guy's just like, fuck, dude, this shit work? And I was like, oh, I don't know, dude. And he's, and he's like, God damn it! And walked away. That's literally the moment. Like I have, that was fine. I didn't want, dude. He's with his kids. I don't want to be that douchebag. That like let the guy like live. Yeah, dude. I think that'd be so funny they make if I was. Movies about that dude, shit. like that exact scene. Right dude, there. yeah, I know. Really how funny. fucking funny would that be? But like at the same time, it's just like, dude, the guy's a normal dude. Like I try, don't like. <laughs> he really is a normal. He's, he's in your seventy uh, of like the most like fucking like like. 
With his family. With his family. Like, dude, it's just like... <laughs> trying to figure people, out the ketchup. Like, and that's what I'm saying. Like, if you meet people, like, dude, treat... Like, I get, like, getting, like, nervous. Like, you know, like, you have, like, high respect for him. Like, I yeah. get that shit. But at the end of the day, like, it's like doing this podcast. You get little butterflies. Like, but then now I don't even fucking care. Like, now I'm just talking. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, it's no, just, like, it's everything, like... I actually... So, this is a cool moment I had in music, too. I, um... There's this band called Architects. Yeah. It's just fucking metalcore British band and shit. And they were offering a fucking uh, lesson. So the vocalist did lessons, drummer, guitarist, they all did lessons, and it was like 60 bucks. Damn. So I paid 60 bucks to go hang out with the singer. First five minutes, I was nervous as shit. Like, you know, like, I fucking, like, love this. Like, this guy's screams are fucking unreal. And <laughs> this guy named Sam Carter, too. He's OG as fuck. Like, has one of the craziest voices you ever hear. Even if you don't like that music, like you, it's like they're fucking gnarly. And first five minutes, I was nervous as shit. And he straight up was like, "You want a beer?" Hmm. And I was like, "I'm t- I'm only 20." And he's like, "Well, you're legal in my country." And he just handed me a fucking Fuck beer, yeah, and that literally made me like relax. We talked about like screaming and singing and all that shit. He showed me like his warm ups, and we kind of just talked about music. And I li- literally felt like this, like I didn't, wasn't nervous. I was just talking to a dude. Yeah, yeah. And now he's fucking huge. Like, they're big-ass band. I fucking told that dude. I was like, you... And he's like, yeah, dude, we're just, you know, just playing. We don't know how long we're playing. I was like, you fuckers are on the brink of yeah. getting discovered. Like, you... There's no way you're you not... You huh? Oh, dude. They're just, like, the style. Like, it's too good not... Like, you can't... There's no way you make good music and sound that good live and not yeah. fucking make it. And that's the other thing Dave Grohl said, Foo Fighters, since I'm fucking bouncing around. Dave Grohl fucking said, dude, like, if you're badass live, you're gonna get fucking recognized. Like, yeah. you will. Like, dude, get fucking good playing live. Be kick-ass at doing it. Like, you don't need to do this American out of bullshit. Mm-hmm. You don't need to be the greatest singer. Dude, half Never. the greatest singers in the world don't even sound good in that, like, fucking without their style of music. You know what I mean? Like, dude. Or when they're not in the studio. Yeah. Everything Boom. is put into post-production now with this digital media stuff. It's like, yeah. well, that's kind of like what I was saying in the beginning about it. Anybody can make music now. Anybody can make music now, but that doesn't make everybody a musician. Well, and I made a comment to them when I was playing on the street. I was like, I was honestly singing and seeing if you guys would be around because I wanted to prove that this was actually fucking me. Like, yeah, I, yeah, I can fuck up, I, you, but that's the beauty of hearing someone fuck up. But, like, you literally can hear it's like someone actually sing the song to you. It's not, like, of course it would take me a couple takes maybe to sing yeah. the, like some of the harder shit like you know I gotta practice but that's me like that's yeah, not yeah. like an artificial there's some stuff on the yeah. that album I made there's like a, a note here or there that I was struggling with that we corrected but as the whole fucking statement or like the, the verse I gave that's me that's literally the original take, but no one's ever fucking just perfect on the line. Yeah, you There's literally ain't like, but yeah, you just close. <coughs> That's why auto tune and all that shit is there. Is to just like, if you want to be perfectionist, which I kind of am against the next album I do, I want to be a lot more no auto tune if I can do it. <laughs> it's no, you could do it. It's just way more time consuming. Yeah, yeah. But like, if you're just there to just clean it, just a tad, like just like you know, it's just that one word you fucked up. Like it was just a drop. Like a, like. Fuck, it's a good take. It's, don't, don't kill yourself and fucking, like, I have to sing it right. Like, it's like, dude, if it's like, you just use it for that little fucking thing. That's, that's fine. 
That's fine. Yeah. Like, don't kill... Like, you can't... Everyone uses auto-tune to a degree. Like, some of the fa- my favorite singers, you hear them live and you hear them, like, not sound as good doing it. Like, it's that's the, the shitty thing. I want to hear you fucking do it crazier live. Like, <laughs> I want to hear you do it, like, like fucking scream it or, like, fucking do it in a new way. But, like, show you can do it. Like... Dude, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to just break it up right here and bring it back to being live and also, like, a raw-ass <clears throat> musician, you know, relating back to that music. Because I think, when I think of that, I think of Ozzy Osbourne. Like, think about the moment when he dropped that song, fucking Crazy Train. On stage, he's like... <laughs> fucking eats a bat's head off and then the drums play all crazy. I'd be like, bruh, this nigga is so crazy live right now. It's like, it just, you're, the music just takes over to where it's like... I don't know. I just had to say that when we were talking about because that's what made him his live performance. And Ozzy can't sing for shit. But like he's just screaming, you know. He's just like ah, like all (laughs) his like I don't know. When I hear Ozzy Osbourne, I just hear him screaming. Entertainer, bro. Rage Rage Against the Machine, dude. That's like groove with with fucking. All he's doing is yelling. Yeah. Really, but that's like a type of style. But But dude, on top of that, Tom Morello is kind of a god. No, Tom Morello is god. Yeah. (laughs) And Chris Cornell, R.I.P. I'm fucking bummed about that guy. Had some of the gnarliest screams I've ever heard in my life mm-hmm. that was like the one artist I actually almost fucking cried over was Chris Cornell Dang, and yeah. Chester Chester was sad as fuck too Chester is like what, what my my scream like influence like besides like Sam Carter and like Chris Cornell and all that shit but that's like and like Spencer from fucking Underworld too but like there's so many good singers like that guy literally could sing fucking beautifully yell scream and then fucking scream and they used it perfectly like yeah. it, some stuff like is, is a lot of people don't like screams in their face all the time but if you use it in moments like that's literally like people like fucking can feel the frustration yeah. or like mm-hmm. like the like that it's, it needs to be elevated like that like that's why I love learning how to do that I know how to I've taught myself how to scream just as like a weapon yeah. to use because then it's like it could also save me like on like certain fucking notes and, like I'm and, and that's why I liked your spectrum in your, your album because you were able to <laughs> harmonize, you know, but all, <laughs> you're all, <laughs> but you're also able to add a quick scream in there while you're fucking singing entirely, you know. You're also able to hit that, <laughs> and it's just like it adds to the fucking the whole fucking feel of it. Yeah, just dude, like, and the cool thing about that album was I wanted to bring you up. Bring you back down. Yeah, yeah. Bring you right back into it. Bring you down, and then fucking like but slowly it, fade you it out. Fucking, it make, it makes you fucking want to just like do something hell of wild. You know? like, yeah, dude. I, one of like... my things that shows. <laughs> one of my fucking my uh, trademarks at a show. The type of show is to fucking crowd walk as far as I humanly can. Oh my and to go in a circle. Like what? It, yeah, so you get picked up by a buddy and I'm light as shit. I have no weight on me. I'm like, Oh, fucking, like you're literally And I'm just... literally like walking on people and I'll I like guards are like flashing, you're like, get the fuck down. And fucking like you just like Bro, you go in a That's when you know you made it. But the worst is when you fucking someone doesn't catch you like actually wanna like hold oh, yeah. you so you're like you just go right <laughs> I've fallen like seven feet. What? Yeah, yeah, I'm fucking eating shit. Fuck like that. Damn. Hey, but I did see a video of Travis Scott rapping on people's hands, like <laughs> rapping. Dude, yeah, I, I love when they bring out the bo- the boats, the inflatable yeah. boats, and they have people just that's fuck sick. yeah. That is, videos of six n- six nine or whatever. Falling every time. He just goes and people just move out the way. Dude, multiple videos. He deleted that shit. He was like, "Fuck, I got an archive." Yeah, I, dude. I don't understand. I mean, do people just go just? It's the performance I, I, I guess so They're like Oh fuck this You're guy You're like Is this really full And he's just like Got this nigga uh, Give me like Thinking yeah 
And then you, you know what I mean? goes crazy. You're like, damn, rainbow hair goes crazy because you're there. The, the dance puts such an influence on the song. Like, if you create a dance to a shitty song, that oh, song goes, yeah. you know? What's it's just that, like saying with the video, dance? too. Yeah. Yeah. Soldier Boy? Shoot! Shoot! Oh, Soldier oh, Boy no, started that Soldier Boy. Ah, yeah. that was, but I remember Soldier Boy started oh, yeah, that shit. Dude. Like, that was like. What was that, fifth grade or sixth grade uh, or something? That was middle school shit. Cause I we remember, still do that dance. But I, I, I couldn't listen to the song because I never saw the video. I was like, oh, you have. I was like, that dance is so bad. Remember was that like, was like, a, like you had. When a song came out, you had to wait for the video so you could get down at school bro, dances. You had to hit that at the school dance. Walk bro. it out, Brent? If you didn't know how to walk it out, like, <laughs> Bro, I was just a seawalker. <laughs> I was just a seawalker. Like, oh, walking, homie. Yeah. Well, actually, I'm B-walking because I got the red on me. I'll right, start dancing. I, like, I gotta take off. Fuck. Go on that note, honestly, it was really great getting to know both of these musicians. Oh. And <laughs> we've talked about a lot. We've talked about asshole. <laughs> Calling him out when it's not even there. I know. He's actually I doing have, that off the top I of his know. head. I hella thought it was. <laughs> My bad. I just connected the fucking dog. Right, right. My bad, dog. I didn't that was good. A lot. We've talked about the progression of both of these musicians. We've talked about the progression of music and where we think it's going and where we think it's going to die. But <laughs> to end ass. every episode, we allow our guests to ask the question of the day. So, usually when we ask this, we gotta give you fools a minute, you know? Yeah, <laughs> you honestly, we'll give guard. you guys a couple but seconds. But each of you guys will get to ask a question of the day. To for the group here? For, for the for, next for episode. Because you guys answered our question of the day. Just as you guys answered it. What was your your question, just so I know in my head? Like, what what was the last it question? It doesn't matter. doesn't matter? It can be anything. Any, because the, we the can question talk about will be answered anything. on the next episode. It can even be about, like, why people cut their toenails. Like, shit, ask that for the next person. It's a horrible question. It's a horrible, but it's... a hey, Munez Minute Question of the day. Damn. Alright. Process it. Process. And you're stoned too. I'm, I'm sober as a bird over here. Oh, yeah, I'm fucking lit up right now. <laughs> your question should be good then. I'm expecting your question to be as asked yeah, I'm juiced for some question right Mr. Mackey just. Hello, boys. I feel, like, I feel like I'm gonna have a straight question and a very interpretive one. Hmm, fuck. <laughs> How do I answer this on the next episode? Wow. <laughs> you know, like. Question of the day. Scott's gonna one up me, is that what you're saying? <clears throat> no, I probably won't bite you. Ooh, I'm excited for both. What a response. <laughs> Alright, let, let me think about this. Alright, fuck. All right. Question of the day. This is a very powerful <laughs> podcast. God damn it. About it. It is. There is a lot. We, like, the language Fuck! No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> 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 no, but that's why I love music going The really. language of music was the key. It really is. Yeah. Should we do some, like, fucking Neil deGrasse Tyson? Okay, okay. so I. So. I, okay, so. Okay. Oh, this is what this is what I'm thinking. So Brandon's question of the day. Oh, <laughs> so what whatever whatever your passions may be, whether it be an art or science or you know teaching, whatever that may be, um, how can you use your knowledge or um, influence to reach other people and help and help create change in a positive way. That was horrible, dog. Do another oh, one. No, wow. I'm kidding. No, I'm no, kidding. I felt that. Yeah, no, that was really powerful. Yeah, that's right? real black and yellow for you, dog. Yeah, that was, exactly. <laughs> I felt that, dog. Yeah. That was a good-ass question. That was very powerful. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Kalil over nah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just go fuck myself. Yeah. 
Hey, that was a good question. Ass, ass, ass. And that's Scott's uh, question. No, no, don't make <laughs> no, that the question. Ain't. Why would you want to eat ass? Is that the question? No. Okay, no. God. That's yeah. really I, good. I'm on the edge of my seat right now. I don't know. <laughs> I'm ready for these questions. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. So you're telling me the next, the next podcast they got to answer too? Yeah, that's right, future listeners. Oh. You gotta answer these next two. Who's gonna be our next guest? Comment below. <laughs> <laughs> Jay Z, Kanye, could be Jermaine Dupri. Actually, though, we'll keep that on the low. <laughs> you didn't hear that. Question of the day. All right, got it. Question of the day from Scott. What? Whoever is the next guest? What was their upbringing and what made them want to be who they are and their passion is? So what? got you into it and what made you want to choose that avenue and want to approach whatever it is sports music I'm sure this is just music right mostly anything your question can be anything no 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 guess wise I want to anything guess can be anybody I want to bring an astronaut on here yeah I guess it'd be like what (laughs) I want to hear the backstory of like simple like how they got into music like or sports or just so you want to know what upbringing brought them to what they are yeah, and what, what led they're to going that to moment. be. Yeah. Of who they are and why they're on the show then, essentially. Yeah, just how like, just how they came to... I, I don't know. I, 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 it's hard for me to word it, but I'm just trying to say, like, uh, what was the reason behind you getting into whatever it is you're doing? I guess more is the easier way to say it. Dang. Two. It's kind of simple, but... Oh, no, no. Two beautiful <clears> questions. It's open-ended. Very yeah. open. Yeah, mine was a little bit more angry of why I came in. I feel like my whole start. You fuck this chick. I'm gonna play better. Yeah, but that wasn't really it. Honestly, you know what? <laughs> Thank you, black and yellow listeners. Catch us next Thursday for an insightful episode. Out. <laughs>